through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the longest days of our lives, the 24 Fancast. It is day three, hour eight, and I am one of your co-hosts, Jack Bauer Superfan Mike Cushing. And I'm another one of your hosts, 24 newbie, Curtis Perry. And I'm your third and final host, and hoping not to blow up this whole fucking shebang, Michael Howard. I mean, Michael, everyone thinks you're going to. Everyone knows I, it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just don't listen when people talk, and sometimes I do my own thing. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? That's what makes this show glow. That's why people come back. It's because of you that they mm-hmm. wait three to four <laughs> months between episodes. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. This time it wasn't my fault, so there's that. Yeah, but if if we can say this, Curtis, it may not be explicitly your fault, but Michael and I have been blaming it on you. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Directly. Because we do another podcast it's, where we get to talk to each other and you're not there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, so we've we hung this on, you on you pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I listen to the podcasts that are part of our company. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my fault this time. Well, the, the tough part is at the end of that one, I have to make up some bullshit about like the website having content and <laughs> this other show that we do. And like we don't do the other one and the website doesn't have anything. And that's like my thing that I have to say. And it's honestly, mm-hmm. it's just I feel bad lying to everybody nonstop. Not anymore. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Now we're back, baby. Does anyone remember what this show is about? Ooh, I didn't until the previously. And now I'm ready. Yeah. You want to break me off a recap right quick? Um, the stuff, the notes I wrote are just (laughs) here. I'll read you my notes previously. All that good Jack shit though. Ramon, Hector, Tony, Chappelle, CIA, no mole. Call the president. Those are my notes for the previously. So there you go. You've named all the big players. You got the only federal agency in the show incorrect. So I mean, that was rough, (laughs) but we do need to call the president. So and i also i also asked some very important questions leading into this episode okay Mm -hmm. did the president know who authorized this was it just jack and tony those are my three questions going in and they got answered pretty fast they got answered immediately and definitively just (laughs) with a resounding (laughs) (laughs) just three people in the entire U.S. government decided to do this thing. Oh, I mean, no, hold, we, let, let's just get to it. Let's get to it methodically because there is a there is a good fan. I'm going to warn you now. There's going to be a rather fucked up discussion happening in about ten minutes regarding this whole plot situation. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get weird. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I, oh, Curtis, real mm-hmm. quick, do you remember what show is about? Do you want to break me <sighs> off a piece? Do I remember what the show Twenty Four is about? Twenty Four. Is about the life and times of a young boy named Jack Bauer. A young boy. He's a for, he, he's he's a former he's a former Navy covert operative who now works for the CTU, the Counterterrorism mm-hmm. Unit in L.A. Yep. At one point, he was the director. Of said, "You yep. eh, not so much anymore." Got to or is he? Had some, had some, yeah. At this had some point, dart, though, had some dart slash mole issues, but is de facto in charge with my boy Tony Almeida, Cub Super Fan, as the, <laughs> the titular head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of the office, yeah. uh, Jack. J- it, it, the show is essentially there's 24 episodes in each season, which would count for um, one hour per episode of a day in the life of, of, of Jack for Events occur in real time. Um, they do. Jack's and Jack's had some bad days, y'all. And that's only it's only had, we've only seen two days of the man's life, and they have been fucked. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the way they've presented this one too, it does sound like a a number of sequential bad days have happened yeah, so, for Jack. So, 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 fan, don't forget. In in season one, um, he found out that he'd been fucking a mole, 
against the U.S. government the same day that his wife got killed by that. Oh, God. Yep. Um. Also, in the course of that day, his daughter got kidnapped. In day two, quiet cat. Uh, the the daughter was kidnapped once again, and Jack had to defuse a nuclear threat. Uh, his boss went down as a hero and said, "Nuclear threat." Rest in power, George Mason. Uh, and then a bunch of his bunch of people that he worked with got blown up the bad way. I mean, he wasn't just working with him completely. You, um, you do kind of forget but, that, like, yeah, all of this stuff yeah. happens in a single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he beheaded a man that day. That was day <laughs> with two, a hacksaw. He just, with, a hacksaw. with a hacksaw, he just hacked the dude's head off. Um, that is one of the things about know, the show, Michael. You do forget because even this season has been three different like arcs of yep, tv like this is, there's so much shit that has been packed into yeah. seven hours yeah. so far but now then, we're then just so far, it's all been set up yeah so far this day the day itself hasn't been as fucked up but for at least a few months prior to this day jack's been hooked on horse so that's overall a problem um don't do heroin kids um but yeah and and since the day has begun um, we discovered that his daughter has begun working for the agency that led to the death of his mother and has been in the room where she died and been kidnapped in it. That's cool. Um, and then Jack, uh, had to go through a prison break because this, on this same day, some weird, random, essentially straight out of casting white dude brought over a potential virus from Mexico in his Shout body. Shout out the they second half of the Monday Fox block, prison break. <laughs> <laughs> They also they also dumped a body full of Cordilla virus um into a health organization uh, door, doorstep. It's but man, do we find out something juicy about that subplot? We do, we do. Oh. Also, Tony, the man's who was fucking the mole that Jack had also been fucking, and, and then you know yeah. broke up with that mole, but is now married to an agent that works in this team in CTU. Oh, fuck. Well, he yeah, got like, shot earlier today yeah, Barry and had in the surgery neck. and now he came back to the CTU to deal out some information yeah, so to when everybody. He, so we had the mole, Gael Ortega. Uh-huh. And Who wasn't he, a mole. He, well, he gets arrested at the end of the last episode. He's, he's being interrogated and Tony wakes up from surgery and rushes <laughs> over to CTU. My people need me. Says, hey, fuck off to his wife. Uh, and then immediately, what does he say when he breaks into the interrogation room? Oh, guy else um, cool we're good he, <laughs> he basically yeah, he, he tries to get Chappelle to leave and Chappelle's like yeah no I'm not I'm not gonna leave because I'm your I, I outrank you and he's like fine then I'll tell you the shit but um yeah, we've it. we've been working with Gael here to get Jack undercover back undercover with the Salazars who he's already betrayed once and I don't know why they would trust him but we're sending him back in so we had to make it look like this whole virus thing was a real thing, and then the prison break was a real thing, but it was actually a real thing because no one knows. If, if it's just you and the person in the prison who are doing the breaking out, then it is real. Yep, that is That real. is a real thing that you have done. So, can we... Go ahead. Real quick, y'all. I mean, like, and, and, I guess I can bring this up during the Celtic conversation. Jack did kill a dude. Yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's bring that up later. Let's bring that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you mentioned the plane, Yeah. Let's bring it up later. One second. Two plot points that we haven't gotten to. Um, David Palmer's dating a woman named Ann Packard. She's a, I, I don't yeah, care. Who, who care. It I comes don't. up in this one, so let's talk about it. Um, dating a woman. Um, her ex-husband has accused her of like falsifying some pharmaceutical bullshit and uh, has lured her to an apartment. She's a doctor. 
Um, but like that blew up during David's debate that, you know, he, he was involved with another shady woman. Um, also Chase Edmonds, uh, Jack's young partner who is also dating Kim on the sly, but Jack totally knows about it. Um, knows where Hector Salazar is cause he beat the information out of an accountant. Um, so he is on his way to Las Nieves, Mexico, um, but has gone dark in the meantime. Uh, he told Kim this, so he's driving down and, uh, at the end of the last episode, uh, Jack got off of a plane with Ramon Salazar with a gun to his head. And then Hector was like, yo, Jack, my boy, what's up? My dude, I thought we were cool. And Jack gives him a big old hug and a smooch and then they're fine. So that's where we are. And I want to say one thing about this season more so than any what others. It has absolutely no time for plot points to breathe. Like, <laughs> no. like it's, it's spent five episodes setting up Gael's the mole, which in previous episodes has been like, the season like Nina was the mole all season until the end. Gael had five five minutes or five episodes as the mole secretly. Then he had 20 minutes as OK, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And then all of a sudden he's like king shit again. Yeah. yeah he's back. Fine. You know, he's good to go. They kind of the first season was a it was a pretty slow burn. You know, they had there was some good action scenes, but like they built up and you need to learn who Jack was, who Kim was, who Terry was, who all these people were. You know, this season, they they started like that. They're like, oh, we're going to build this up. There's a mole. There's all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like fucking pedal to the metal, balls to the wall, zero to 100. And we're just like, yeah, we're just here now. Yeah. Can I make can I make one quick? Yeah. Um, one quick side note on something that you said, Kush, mm-hmm. um, for our fan out there, if your name is or sounds anything like Chase Edmonds, don't become a secret agent. Yeah. Because the moment someone says that Chase has gone dark, your bosses are going to think you got caught in blackface. Just let you know, <laughs> it's going to be weird and awkward. So just don't do that or rename yourself. So there you Especially go. Especially in 2019. Um, <laughs> too much of that going around <laughs> these days. Oh, God damn it. He, of course he did. Fucking Chase. Yeah. One of well, the things that I love about this show is just the insanely over the top and overacted like tension building scenes. And we get some excellent ones in this We episode. get a handful. Honestly, even the recording that Jack mm. leaves that we're about to get. <laughs> yes. So we open up at CTU, 8 p.m. Ryan Chappelle, <laughs> division director of CTU, looks at Tony Almeida and delivers the dumbest line of this entire show. So you're telling me Bauer has been playing a game with us this whole time? <laughs> and I'm so sad because nobody told me anything. And he says, Tony, you should have told me first. I'm your boss. And t- Tony <laughs> says... Listen, you'll understand everything once it's once I explain to the president. After that, if you feel I've acted inappropriately, you can do what you gotta do. And Ryan's just like, "Oh, I will count, count on, on it. it." And Tony has a couple good ones later with with Ryan, who is just the, the, a little worm. Um, but basically, so Tony uh, gets he sorry. So Chloe comes over and tells Tony that the president's coming on the line. So they all jump on there, and Tony informs him that everything from today. The infected body being dropped off at health services, the prison break, uh, everything has been a part of an elaborate sting operation uh, <laughs> executed by Jack, Gael Ortega, and Tony Almeida. Yes. And David's like, mm-hmm. go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, man, this... No, we no break. The, we gotta get Hold break. On. Let's break so, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna read. So and then we'll get. I know where you're going already. Yeah. and I we, we gotta we're gonna get let there. this breathe. Okay, I'm gonna read this entire message that Jack. So Tony says, 
if you'll indulge me, Jack wanted to fill you in himself. And David's like, uh, Jack's a fugitive from the law. And I think in Mexico, snorting and shooting and pumping heroin into his butt. Doing so um, many asses. So <laughs> Tony says, don't worry. There's a there's a video file on a designated CTU server. Of course Here's the passcode, which is like three letters. Um, and Jack appears on screen looking okay, at the we- camera. Can we go back? You you did, nope. you did mention this, Kush, but yeah. I would just like to reiterate that there is a, a room of like a dozen CTU employees in oh. there with Tony talking to the president about how they have deceived him for the past <laughs> eight hours at this point about a very real threat to the United States. I would not choose to be in this room. And if Tony had mentioned any of this, I would have walked out. I was like, as soon as he's like, hey, oh, I lied to the president. Here's a video proving it. I'd be like, oh, actually, I'm out. I don't actually, want to be on this. Oh, shit, it's my lunch. So. I don't want to be on this Google yeah. Hangout. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be like, look, guys, I was here for the mole and the explosion. I'm not doing this shit again. I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. So oh, we're, we're lying to the president now? Yeah, no, I'm not in on that. I'm actually out. I'm out, actually. Um, <laughs> so we see Jack appear on a video screen looking like very put together weirdly yeah and he nice little button up shirt on and he gives a little like if you're reading this i'm dead video but (laughs) it's like mr president the fact that you are viewing this recording now means that i have successfully completed the first phase of a secret operation contrary to what you have been led to believe the salazars are not in possession of the cordial virus the idea that they are is a lie of which i promoted deliberately in order to achieve a more important goal sir please let me explain i wish you would jack about a month ago, I learned from my contact that it, from my contact, my one, that a group of scientists from the Ukraine, the Ukraine, were trying to sell Ukraine, a obviously. weaponized just, virus just, on the open market. Just the open market. Just walking around. They were looking for a buyer with cash and credibility. I only managed to gain their interest when I suggested the Salazars as a potential buyer. As long as I could get the Salazars to agree, CT would seize the virus as the sale took place. Our goal was to remove the virus stockpile from the marketplace because, Mr. President, it is without a doubt the most lethal threat we have ever faced. So but I made that decision on my own. No. Yep. No, it, just going on my He delivers a line here which is so dangerously insane. Um <laughs> But all of this hinged on me convincing the Salazars that I had switched sides, and the only way to gain their trust was to break Ramon Salazar out of prison prison. Mr. Once President, again, I decided that all by myself that this was the only way that I could do this. I am sorry for deceiving you, but I assure you it was a benign <laughs> deception to the President of the United States. It wasn't. And I assume complete responsibility for my actions. Sir, if things went wrong, you would have been exposed personally, legally, and politically, and this was the only way I could see to avoid that risk. But now it's time for you to know the truth. I am asking you to allow CTU Director Almeida to coordinate an interdiction with the military so we can take possession of this virus and keep it from our enemies. Thank you, Mr. President. This sounds like a note written by a kindergartner explaining why he pooped in his lunchbox and threw it at a kid. Also, reminder, there are... a. Dozen CTU people that just listened to this message where he was basically saying, like, I did this so you would have plausible deniability to the fucking president. Like, that's like yeah, that's impeachable. No one, pulled, no, one, no one pulled a note. No one just said, I'm not playing anymore. No, uh-uh. No, not so. Here's the thing. So, Curtis, you mentioned, you mentioned the guy that Jack killed on the plane. Mm. Mm-hmm. Multiple people, like prison guards, died in the prison breakout a that lot Jack of orchestrated. Guards. A lot of millions of dollars of like, <laughs> if police effort was go- gone into finding Jack. But what's it all for if everyone's dead from the Cordilla virus? Kush. I, I, I got a riff here for a yeah, minute. Yeah, let's hear it, bud. Because there's so many, there's so many things I need to ask a question of. Is is part of me either believes that 
you, you, Mr. Cushing, mm-hmm. um, are either a wizard. Yep. Or some kind of fortune teller yep. who, who both loves and hates me in a way that forced me to watch this episode both. at this point in time. <laughs> um, because what we just heard Jack say was that three agents within our intelligence community, the deep state, as you will, <laughs> um, discovered a plot involving Ukrainians and Mexican drug dealers <laughs> went against the president so that he could plausibly deny it, aka fake news, yep, uh-huh. um, to stop a threatening vaccine, I'm sorry, a threatening virus that could destroy America. Yep. <sighs> uh-huh. Curtis, the pieces have been here since 2003. <laughs> <laughs> So I had the moment I had the to moment, look up the moment Jack said the Ukraine, I was like, oh God. And then let me get this also straight. Jack is playing a game as if to say essentially, I will give you that virus if you give me this money. <laughs> a, a quid pro also quo, known, if you will. A quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> and the president just needs to stay in the dark the whole time. But now he's been told. And he also just needs to stay quiet. He's just waiting on somebody to investigate somebody for doing something bad. Yeah. I feel like Rudy Giuliani watched this show while high <laughs> and decided this is how we're going to move. This is how it works. Why? 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 Why is this a thing? What? I, oh God. Oh God, America and the world. Fan, what the fuck? What? What? I, no. No. Nope. No. Michael, you this had something? Is, go ahead. This sounds like such a convoluted, like, Mission Impossible style plot. I had to look up, like, when Mission Impossible, like, whether this, like, was, might have been written in response to a Mission Impossible plot. And? 2000? I don't know. It would be, it would be, it's stuck in there long enough, maybe. It's Oceans. It's Oceans, fam. So, I will say, like, something (laughs) happened, like, earlier. It's like, actually, no, honestly... I'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> but something just like, man, the, the early 2000s were such just a wild fucking time. Just how did they pick the Ukraine? I don't fuck because I mean, no one no one at the time knew what the fuck the Ukraine was. They were like, yeah, it sounds good. Let's do that one. I mean, it, honestly, like season one, the like the bad guys were from what it was like Bosnia, basically, which is like that was the last sort of like weird geopolitical thing that happened in the world. Like it was like there were like six years of quiet after after Bosnia. So we're like, well, that's the whole Baltics. They're just bad. So like or Balkans. No, here's, the sad, here's the sad part. Now, I just see I just see at some point there's going to be a news conference where someone says I'm not going to say who it is. Says, if you watch the famous show 24, you'll see. Ukrainians are deceptive. <laughs> <laughs> They're always blood. trying to infiltrate our, our sovereignty. They deal, they deal in drugs. They deal, they deal in viruses. Who knows what it could mm-hmm. be? You say hacker. I say it might have been actual virus. The Cordilla we virus. Don't know what's it's a big, beautiful virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, it's gonna happen. So e- even though Jack says thank you, Mr. President, the president <laughs> is very unhappy about being left in the dark, um, saying like, "Hey, keeping me out of the loop on a he." I think he undersells this when he says a matter of national security. Mm. <laughs> he just says it's inexcusable. And Tony says, well, we were trying to protect you. It's like, I know what you're trying to do, but it was a mistake. And you and your colleagues will take responsibility once this is all over. And um, he asks where Jack is. And Tony says, uh, he's in northern Mexico setting up a meeting between Salazar and the and the Ukrainians. And uh president Match. wants to know when it's going to happen. And Tony says... Within the next few hours, uh, I just need your permission to activate the interdiction plan with the military. (laughs) And David's like, well, you haven't really left me with any fucking choice but to say yes. So even if this works flawlessly, you have not heard the last of it. 
But that shit's for between seasons. So he slams the phone down and then looks at his brother, Wayne. Um, and he just says, I don't like when decisions are taken out of my hands. And how does Wayne respond? I, I, Wayne responds it's like you would expect Wayne to respond, but it makes sense mm-hmm. in this thing. It's like, I mean, yeah, but like when it goes to shit, you can say it wasn't your fault. And right. that's all that matters. Yeah, he said he protected you as you sh- as he should have. Yeah. And when this is all over, you probably got to gotta punish him. Got to spank him a little bit. Yeah. That's all right. Probably have to shoot that, him into the sun. You so. smack that booty a little bit, but, you know. Here's the sad part about this is that I know that I think most people in our generation, the generation that wrote this episode and, and saw this stuff, we learned about what the word plausible deniability, or the phrase plausible deniability from Independence Day in 1996. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were talking about hiding the fact that aliens <laughs> existed, which is one thing. An actual virus is a different thing. That's not, you know, hey, only the kooks are going to find this out. No, no. Everybody could die. And you should know about that. Yeah. So that's not the same. Do you curveball, honestly curveball? think that the president knows whether there are aliens? Uh, I absolutely 100% know he does not. Because if he did, if this president did, <laughs> exactly. I would have heard about it by now. Okay, how about, I, I think, mean, like, I think, previous I think presidents, presidents like, do. Yes, yes, I do. They, they, like, they, well, claim, they claim to let the, let the presidents in on all the national secrets. But, like, do, no, they, do you think they really no, do? No, I hope not. There are certain really, things that I really hope the deep state ex- does exist for, and like, yeah. pr- like protecting aliens is one of them. Like, I kind of very much hope there is a Men in Black sort of situation that like really yeah. keeps aliens kind of under wraps. And, and by the way, by the way, it's to protect the aliens and their home planets because mm-hmm. we are the worst. Just no, nah. because we're gonna be like, let's get some resources. How about we don't? No, nah, we need that space junk. Need some of that. You got some of that space oil? We're gonna take I need that space space cash. <laughs> there was that there was that article about the uh the asteroid that apparently is worth like seven hundred trillion dollars worth of uh, minerals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a reason why like Bezos his whole space thing is to go get a meteor because it's worth yeah. all the money on Earth, which makes all the money on Earth worthless. So yeah, there, pretty cool. There are there are there are meteors that are made of gold. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go get them. Which would then make gold worthless, which is super cool. Billionaires rule. I love billionaires. They're so good. <laughs> have I ever told you? My, I think I might have chatted with Michael about this. I don't know if it was on Tilp or not, but um, my idea that all uh, all alien abductions and just like you know messing with the butts and stuff is really just a uh, elaborate Japanese game show. <laughs> Like where they just was in the house where they just kidnap simple folk in like rural america and mess with their butts and then just like have a really good time what if what if it's actually just another universe's claw machine like we're we're the prizes in, a, in another universe's claw machine and we just can't see it until it's too late man are you high you know what a little bit, yes. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing: the world would make more sense if we were being manipulated by some child. That's just, it just all of it makes more sense now. Hey, but it just thanks. we are. Um, David does not like Wayne's answer and stares at him. And we get a tiny clock. Please take a drink. It is eight oh six, and at CTU we see everyone leaving the conference room. And uh, Tony stops Michelle just to see if she's about to leave. And Tony has like a big like bandage on his neck, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. he was you know mm-hmm. shot there. And uh, he tells her, "Hey, we need an extended network for Protocol Four, which means nothing." And uh, she nods and leaves <laughs> and gives him a look. And y'all think she's doing fine with Tony? No, no. No, because the president wasn't the only one who was kept in the dark on this, which comes up later. Yeah, um, I, I guess I just Tony almost died. Yeah. And what she, would have happened to this plan? And like Jack knew that Tony was almost dead. And at no point did he think maybe I should have somebody else on the sidelines in case Gael gets caught. 
and we're going to be fucked. Guile should have been a capable agent. He didn't. It, I, maybe Jack didn't foresee the Kimming. That's fair. So he well, thought Guile could make it. Can make it that's fine. Fair. He didn't really. He never gets to. He never understands the true nature. Of that is true. Like, that's that's Jack's no issue. No one's actions just, make any sense given this information. <laughs> like, first of all, Tony shouldn't have been like, if he was one of the only people. Trying to arrest a guy on a plot that he knew was fake should not have been going to arrest a guy with a gun. Yeah. Like, he knew Kyle Singer didn't have the virus in him. Like, he didn't have to play that out the way he did. So he got shot for nothing. Gael didn't react to Tony getting shot in, in any way that would have protected anyone or tried to, like, save this plan. Also, wasn't Tony, like, really adamant about very certain things within CTU and, like, pushing it back against Ryan's, like, lack of doing anything? Like no, we have to find this. We have to do this. We have to do these protocols. Actually, it was well, like, here's the thing: if you if you remember, Tony was in, was the one who said the guy should be in charge, right? I know that was Michelle. Michelle yeah. did. Yeah, like none of this actually Fuck. like really adds up in any way, shape, or form. Like no one acts <laughs> like they would have been like. I mean, like yeah, Tony should have chased down all those leads to like make sure everyone like because this comes up later because everyone verifies for Hector later that the prison break was legit. So like everything had to go like according to like protocol but tony tony does not act like he knew kyle singer was bullshit at any point yeah i feel like this is definitely one of those instances where they built in a plot twist that they didn't really earn yeah but when you're watching the show one episode every three months it really pays off because <laughs> totally pays <laughs> off didn't fine. see it coming um so ryan enters and kind of like basically just wants to know like He's he's really leaning on Tony for not keeping him in the loop, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's I don't think this is going to so work stupid. out well for you, Tony. And it's like, I know, I got the president on my dick right now. Get out of here. And Ryan's just like, Tony works for you. You don't give me orders. You take them. And Tony's like, Tony just picks up a phone and is like, what, is, what does he say? He says, I mean, he say, except the president put me in charge of this particular operation. Now, if you object, give him a call. Yeah, he picks up the phone and hands him the phone like a child. Well, also, here's Call here's mom. I, we're we're all here in management. If my boss came up to me and said, "You don't give orders, you take them," like, but I do give orders though <laughs> to the people that work for me, like in this whole office. I'm Tony, so yeah. I love that. Step off. The only like the best way that you always sh- <laughs> like everyone just shuts down Ryan Chappelle is to like wave any level of like bureaucratic retribution at him, mm. and he's like. Because he, he, like, hands him the phone. He's like, I don't think the president's in the mood for bureaucratic squabbling. And Ryan just, like, looks at the phone and then takes it. And he just says, I'll be watching you. And walks away. And Tony, like, hangs his head and rubs his forehead. And we see Michelle looking well, at him. Before that, he goes, he goes, Ryan, just let me do my job, all right? Well, yeah. They had to, yeah. I think they, they had to make Ryan head like, hey, guys, what we need is someone who embodies all the worst parts of G-Maze. <laughs> yeah. And not, just none of the good parts. It's none of the none of the little affabilities yeah. that made him kind of like none of the, just, none of that, the, the just, quiet heroism. <laughs> no, just just a complete and total like ladder climbing asshole. None of the sad alcohol guy. like implied alcoholism that nope. I know George Mason had. None of the none yeah. of the yeah, none of the prodigal sons like no. Yeah, no, Ryan Chappelle is probably the like he's he's there are a lot of one dimensional characters on Twenty Four, but he is the by far the most well known one dimensional character on the show. But I will speak to all of our young listener. Who are either in college or going into the corporate world? This guy exists. Yep, you're going hundred percent, and you're gonna want to punch him. Don't do it, but they're there. I, Just understand. And that. I think on that note too, and I, I think kind of speaking to the G Mace thing at some level, I do think that 
Ryan has, like, he is also the guy. He's an asshole. He does everything by the book. He's bureaucratic as fuck. He's a little weasel. But I think he's also drank the Kool-Aid and actually believes in, like, I believe, I think he believes in what he's doing. It is kind of like he thinks his job's important. It's just, but he's just a turd about it. He's just a real poop. <laughs> Uh, but we get a tiny clock at 8.07. Please take a drink. And we cut to Las Navis. And uh, we see Jack and Hector uh, join Ramon in the kitchen at Salazar's mansion. Um, I just really, real quick, want to mention Hector's fantastic linen shirt with the silver like scrolls on it. It looks really nice. It looks very good. So uh, we see Jack standing at one end of the table uh, wearing a, a a nice leather jacket that someone just gave to him. It's a nice tan, ja- John, and it just looks really good. Um, and Hector goes to the other end of the table to talk to Ramon, and he asks if Ramon is ready to listen. And Ramon's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, he's like, before I talk, I want to know why the man who betrayed us is now our friend. And Hector explains, well, Jack came to me with an opportunity to make a lot of money. So I were cool. <laughs> um, he Which explains that sense. Jack's. So he explains mm-hmm. the whole thing about the Ukrainian men, their virus, the scientists who just want to make their money and disappear. And Ramon wants to know how much they're asking. And Hector says, $100 million. And Ramon scoffs. But Hector quickly says, Al-Qaeda in North Korea will pay 10 times as much. Jack has made all the calls and lined everything up. We could make a billion dollars. And uh, Ramon asks them how they know the virus is real. And Jack is just staring on. And uh, Hector kind of breaks out the whole thing that Ukrainians gave them a demonstration of the virus. Jacked out. Jack dropped off one of the bodies at health services, used it to scare them into letting Ramon go. And, Jack um, is the one who dropped off the body. Jack did everything. <laughs> Jack said so this whole thing up. weird. So uh, Ramon was, okay, well, where are these scientists? And Jack says, not far. I'm supposed to call their representative, a man named Michael Amador, in the next hour. And Ramon's like, well, what the fuck is in it for you? And Jack says... I couldn't tell if you said 15 or 50 yes. million. It 15 didn't like make 15, a lot of sense. 15 makes you like the poorest rich person on the block. Like you can't, yeah. if you're running from all the governments on the planet earth, you can't do much with $15 no. million. Sorry. 50 um, makes a little bit more sense. I think he should have gone for an even 10% finder's fee, but that's fine. Right? Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, you won't, he, you won't yeah, even miss it. He said 50. A little off the top. Thank yeah. you. Um, also, why says, wouldn't had, why wouldn't Jack had mentioned any of this to Ramon in all of their quality point. time together? And again, once again, did kill one of Ramon's cool right. guys that he, he was just friends been like, with. Hey, bro, can you just back the fuck off? I'm just we're gonna make some money. Well, trying to get this Billy though. So Ramon, I mean, yeah. again, Ramon has no reason to trust him, which comes up multiple times in the episode. But Jack says. Listen, I know you don't. We don't like each other, but that doesn't mean we can't do business. I need your capital. You need my access to the virus. Um, and Ramon comments is like, I never would have thought that Jack Bauer was for sale, and I'm not sure now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asks again, like, why Jack is doing this? And Jack says, A few years ago, my wife was killed because of my job. My daughter's never been the same since. This last year, well, you know what I went through to bring you in, and what did I get for it? Pat on the back. In the end, a demotion and a heroin habit. I'm tired of putting my ass on the line for nothing. I'm done I'm putting my ass, ass on the line, line for nothing. nothing. It's a pretty good line. Yeah. It's pretty, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Would you buy this at all? No. Not, for, not in a heartbeat, no. no. The, the, the next scene, just so you guys understand. This fucking rules. My level of nopitude <laughs> is at Ramon's level. So it's just. It's <laughs> this just was amazing. <laughs> yeah. The heck, so Hector really was. is like, look, if you don't want to go along with it, then just blow him away and hands him a gun. And Ramon <laughs> picks up the gun and is just like, Okay, yeah, okay. let's fuck him up. Yeah, so Hector's like, just remember, you're you're going to be blowing away a billion dollars, and yeah. 
Ramon just it spins take- the gun around and just like, all right, fuck him, fight. <laughs> yeah, it takes him a second yeah. just to try to try to fire Jack before Hector grabs his hand and like, are you crazy? He's like, you're the one who's crazy for trusting Jack. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yo, he's a CTU agent. We're fucking drug dealers. We have all of these houses. Like, a billion dollars is great, but like, also, we're gonna go to prison again, and I'm not going back. I don't. Li- I didn't like it there. But so he gets a shot off at Jack, and Jack does not flinch. He, no, he doesn't move, man. For he just a wants- man. For a man who's had the heroin shakes for going on eight hours right now today and gets them very much quickly right after this, like nerves of steel. Have you noticed something, though? It's when it's convenient. He gets the shakes. No, honestly, I think that it's like the only thing that keeps the heroin shakes at bay is the adrenaline from. He only gets it when he's alone, when he's alone. And like, yeah, when he calms down, that's when he starts to get like sick when he is like. He's like summoning all of that fucking emotion. He's that's that's where he feels alive. I, here's my thing, man. I think I've heard this from numerous, you know, numerous actors uh, shows and stuff is like you're you're best in character when you're taking yourself and turning it to turning the dial a certain way. Right. You turn the dial up to 11 to be a certain kind of a bad character, turning it down a little bit to be, you know, less of yourself. And I think the speech that Jack gave Ramon a little bit's in there. And part of him probably just welcomes the sweet release of death. <laughs> so he's like, gone head, fam. I got heroin. And what else? <laughs> it's like, if you shoot me, I guess the mission's over. But what the fuck do I That's care? True. At least I'm done. Yeah. So Jack's definitely running on that big Jack energy, for sure. <laughs> um, but so Hector takes the gun back from Ramon and says like, and like, Ramon wants it back, and Hector's like, no. And Ramon's like, who are you to refuse me? I run our business, not you. Mm. And Hector says, well, if it wasn't for wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here. You'd still be in jail. And Jack just pipes up, hasn't moved a muscle, and just says, like I said, I have to call Amador in an hour. These men will not wait around, so shoot me or let me call. But you better decide quickly. And we cut to commercial at uh, 8.10. Um, this is one moment, and this comes up a little bit later in the show, out of fucking nowhere, these people all have guns on them. Yep. And they there's a mm-hmm. there's a handful of moments where people just hand guns to each other. <laughs> and this seems like one of those moments where, like, the roles should have been flipped from later in the episode, which we'll bring up. But like, mm-hmm. if I'm Hector and I have a billion dollars on the line, I don't give my fucking brother, who is known for killing people offhandedly, a loaded gun. Can you imagine how embarrassing it would have been, though, if he had fired him, if he had given him an unloaded gun? Heck, Ramon would have killed everyone. It's like, all right, fuck you, man. You're done. I just, I, I wish it would have been, you know, you could see that if, if he actually hit Jack point blank and Hector, I'm like, what the? God, fuck it. I promised the whole crew we were going out <laughs> with the billion dollars. What the hell? Now I got to go back and make, I, gotta, I made promises. I, I made bets, my dude. Promises. But <laughs> shit. It's like it's like this like uh the, the Steve Buscemi character in Armageddon. Yeah. You know when he bailed out money before he left for the earth. I thought I was gonna have a billion dollars tomorrow, bro. I I got some bets to pay off. I, this is bad. I promised Al Qaeda something and um <laughs> there were there were certain promises made, uh certain guarantees uh that yeah, uh, yeah, I've Yeah, bro, I, I only mentioned Kim Jong un on the side. That dude isn't coming out to buy the dude with all the bombs, they're definitely coming down here. We're fucked. So right. it's eight fifteen, and uh, we see we're at CTU. Uh, Tony explains that Jack's transponder, which is in his watch, uh, shows that he's somewhere mm-hmm. east of Las Nevis, just south of the border. Satellite photos show that it's a ranch or a farm, and um, he turns to the CTU crew behind him, telling them the plan. And uh, 
we learned that CT units will hold a perimeter of about 10 miles outside. They'll have a designated frequency, and nobody should make a move until Tony says go. Quick quiz for the team here. Yup. Do you know the difference between a ranch and a farm? Farm has uh, moo cows. A, a ranch <laughs> is... <laughs> Free. A farm, a farm, a farm normally has mostly crops, and a ranch normally has mostly life. Damn, I was, I flipped it. You were, you had it, but I did it, you I had did it backwards. backwards. Yep. All right, go on ahead. Move on. A ranch, a ranch has moo cows. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, Tony, some reason assigns Chloe and Chase to provide tactical assistance. I don't know why Chloe mm-hmm. gets the nod on that particular one, she's, but um, you know, she's got all the technical she works for Jack. experience. Yeah, she works for Jack. Sure. She works that's, on the field teams. Fair. Um, so they all break, uh, and Tony, <laughs> as soon as he asks, as soon as he assigns Chase, a, a, a big task, asks, where is Chase? And Michelle says, we don't know. Um, Woo- whoops, whoopsie doodles. But we learned that we Ryan had ordered him. him back to CTU an hour ago. Um, and he tells everyone that, okay, well, that's fine. But for the next few hours, all, all your resources are dedicated to helping Jack, uh, intercept this virus. So everyone gets back to work and then we cut to Kim Bauer and she looks mm-hmm. at her computer and looks up. And she goes over to Tony. What does she say? <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, I, I spoke to Chase. He is heading down to Las Nieves because somehow he knows about it. And he's going to go um, get our <laughs> back from Jack uh, and bring Jack in without him dying, hopefully. So, oops. Yeah, but and so, Tony's response is, what are, you thought, what are you talking about? I thought Chappelle gave him a direct order. Yeah. Dude, fuck you! You just lied to the fucking president. <laughs> right. for and then, uh, guys, and then he's like, "Okay, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll call him. <laughs> I'll, give him a, <laughs> I'll give him a little call." And Kim's, this is one of those great, like, over overacted moments where she's like, "Tony, you won't be able to reach him. Why not? He's gone dark. He's gone dark. <laughs> Damn it, Chase! You went blackface. I knew it. I knew you were gonna do it, <laughs> guys. I want you to remember also, fan. If you haven't, let's catch up real fast. Kim's Kim's day so far." Has involved her committing slight treason. Slight treason, yep. Being kidnapped in her own secret government facility, mm-hmm. and now the not keeping the fact keeping the fact that her I'm sorry, keeping the fact that her current boyfriend, who had to admit to her dad earlier today that they've been fucking, um, keep uh uh keeping the fact that he's been missing for an hour, mm-hmm. and she talked to him at that hour, a secret from the rest of the government agency. Yeah, guys, here's also she discovered that her dad is hooked on horse. Yeah. <laughs> So hey guys, here's another fucking thing. So, <laughs> so Gael, when he he took Kim prisoner and had her tied up mm-hmm. in Tech One, and then when his plan got discovered, well, Michelle, when he realized Michelle was onto him, about to catch him, and then he's mm-hmm. like slowly noping out of CTU and like then like sprinting down the hallway, like he was ready to throw hands. With yeah, where CTU was he going to go? Where was like, his plan? But like this entire plot revolves around him not dying like this plan is if either him tony or jack all die like if any of them died this plan goes to shit and like tony put himself in danger gael like one cornered didn't just back down he was ready to shoot multiple guards and jack is a a heroin addict like this this whole plan is so half cocked well and what the thing is is that like Mm -hmm. gael and Gael and Jack know that Tony might die at any minute. And Gael is like, he knows he's the only person other than Jack who is now in Mexico with the Salazars. If Gael dies, 
the whole Jack's just fucked. He's just stuck there forever. Hey, hey, Kush. It sounds like the fever dream of a former attorney slash mayor <laughs> who's been hooked on Ukrainian <laughs> heroin for the past three years. <laughs> this is this is the plan, you guys. Listen to this shit. Listen to what happened. I'm America's mayor. God damn it, <laughs> bro. All those characters are the worst people to do this job. Exactly. You'd never see it coming. You know what? We didn't. We didn't see it, bud. You were right. Son of a bitch. Are these Ukrainians in tracksuits or what's up? <laughs> um, so we get a tiny clock at 8.17 and we cut to a dark room and we hear some frenzied breathing and see Jack lying in the dark on a couch sweating and breathing heavily. Uh, the door opens up and Jack quickly sits uh, sits up. And, I told uh, you so. Claudia enters carrying a tray of food and uh, says, Hector thought you might be hungry. And someone closes I- the door behind her. And then Claudia puts the food down and slaps him in the fucking face and says, look at you, you're pathetic. You're still a junkie, aren't you? I said this shit, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I said it. Well, what happens? What'd you say? Folks, well, no, um, initially, from when she slaps him and calls him a junkie, the the director in the episode decided to film this scene from the perspective to show the viewer, Mm -hmm. without a doubt, before the conversation even begins, that Jack and Claudia... They've been fucking, y'all. Yeah, they've been fucking. Man, I told good. you they've been because, fucking. You don't want to listen to me. Because they have it. They have it where Jack's sitting on the couch at pretty much vag level of Claudia. Yep. Like, they're just filming it, showing her butt the whole time yep. while she's talking to Jack. Pretty classic conversational style. <laughs> and then, you know, like people always do to Jack on dates, she said, you're a man without a soul. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he's like, that's the greatest compliment you can pay me. Thank oh, you. Yeah. No, she, well, she, Thank she you. Says she has, this, this is, you're so pathetic. Looks like you're, you know, the junkie in you. It's the only thing that's real about you. And then she said the line that led you know. She said, "You said you'd take me away from here." Remember, 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 remember Jack. Just one thing you forgot to mention: you were a cop. But even that wouldn't matter if you had meant half the things he said to her. And Jack says, "I meant everything I said to you." And she says, mm. uh, "I don't believe you. You were doing a job, and my compliments on a job well done." <laughs> She had to compliment the dick at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong that that Jack Dong is real. Yeah, but still, yeah, you you, you punch the clock in and out real good, bud. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> and then and then just in case like you didn't quite get that they've been fucking yet, then Jack is like, "Does Hector know about us?" Just to like like get it in there a little bit more, and it's like that is like the dumbest question for the. Hector is a crazy maniac lunatic who would murder anyone for any reason. Of course he doesn't fucking know that you were fucking his wife. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, he gave you a hug you. earlier, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he'd let your brother kill. I mean, like you'd be dead a long time yeah. ago, my dude. Mm. Have you seen his wife? I I think you have. Mm. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jack has explicitly they've laid out, yes, Jack has seen his wife. Right, yep. And Claudia, like she hates Jack. She has a, a just a hate in her eyes, but it is also like just the undertones of a passion that says that they're going to fuck again. Oh, they, they you know I compare it to, you know what I saw in this, this scene? Remember the scene in the other guys where Christina is slapping the shit out of Will Ferrell's character. I mean, like, I hate you. I hate you. I love you. I guess what it was I just saw. I thought they were going to fuck right there. Yeah. But she was like, you 100%. son of a bitch. You son of a, there it is. Like, oh, well, I, wow. I think she like, I think she, the, I think the things just, so she mentions like, Saddest thing is like you're not you can't even be true to your own country like you betrayed them even though you like arrested Mar- uh, Ramon earlier um, and she's like no like Jack asks if Hector knows she's like no Hector's deciding if you should live while you're sitting here shaking like a leaf like she I like 
very much says like you're pathetic and like asks if he wants a fix and Jack says no and like she kneels down and like puts her hands on his face and Jack like leans into it I think like she's still like likes mm-hmm. Jack it's just like he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah, so this this show was kind of like Jack is is an anti-hero in a way but he's also super like morally right on all of like the big issues this is before like we had this thing where you actually rooted for people who were bad if this was 2019 and this was on HBO, it'd be John. No, but like there is five John minutes Snow. of them giving each other injections. That's fair. Oh, yeah. But also, can we talk about it? In, I was talking about him putting his penis inside of her in case that oh. she was giving him horse and he was giving her blow. Yes. Yeah, I, here's my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start to question. Hot beef injections. The, I'm going to start questioning the character and the pasts of anybody that david or jack put their penis into because it's just an issue they're just not good at it hey homie trust trust those instincts as (laughs) over the next eight years while we finish this show god damn it i I will say michael to your point though like like john snow on hbo like in game of thrones is basically like Secret agent, like Boy yeah. Scout, like dumb dumb, like Jack Bauer, but like Jack Bauer has an edge. Like he's like, yeah, I'll do the heroin, right? Like, but not on camera. No. Every time, every time I'm about to do it on camera, I'm going to get. I'm just going to be stronger than it. I'm strong. And then, like, the bah, 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 music will swell up exactly. Um. So we cut back to CTU. Uh, she gets him and leaves. Jack hugs himself, and Tony sends a. So, Tony is calling his contact. Uh, in Mexican intelligence, a man named Miguel, uh, who connects him with someone named Gutierrez. Um, and he mm-hmm. reminds Gutierrez that Chase is acting on his own, own authority, <laughs> is armed and dangerous. And they hang up and Tony gets up and he's looking around his office for a second. And then he just falls to the floor and lays there for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. And again, so he rises to his elbows, stands up, rubs his head, and just everyone involved in this fucking operation is falling apart. This is the worst thing on the planet. No one sees that Tony fell over. So he just looks around, gathers himself, and heads out to the floor of CTU. And we get a tiny clock at 820. This is this is consistent. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, last last season, G-Mace had radiation poisoning and nobody knew about it. That's true. The that, season before, he got dart gunned in his office and nobody knew about it. I mean, I guess if you're the director because at the same time last year, when <laughs> G-Mace had radiation poisoning, no one knew. I think Jack's heart stopped for multiple minutes because yeah. he got uh, car battery. He got uh, Jason Statham. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's fair. If you're the director of LACTU, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually true. Um, so... Tony walks out. He he walks down to see. We got a tiny clock. Please take a drink. He meets down with uh, Kim and Michelle and says he just spoke with Miguel, his contact in Mexican intelligence. And Miguel can get a man to Las Navas in twenty minutes. A man named Rafael Gutierrez. So, um, Kim very says very specifically un un mano un mano. And Kim says, "Well, wouldn't local police <laughs> be quicker?" And Michelle says, "Say <laughs> manos." Yeah. Okay, fine. He's got dos manos, but there's still un hombre. <laughs> So, <laughs> Michelle says um, multiple monos will be uh, too obvious because the Salazars will know. And Kim's, Kim just offhandedly is like, well, why can't we send our Delta teams? And Tony just says, it'll be over an hour. It'll be too late. And also, Kim, shut the fuck up. Go back to, like, analyzing maps. You're or an analyst. You're not a yeah. fucking tactical person. And then all of a sudden, she just, like, all of a sudden knows 
what Chase is gonna do because she's been fucking him. So now she but, absorbed but, all of his like tactical fair, knowledge. Her dad is no. also a super secret agent, so like maybe she but picked she also up something. Doesn't know. <laughs> she's like, oh so, no, he's not gonna land at that airstrip. Yeah, so Michelle says around the Lost Neighbors, there's only one landing strip, and Kim says, well, Chase won't use it. He's too smart. It's obvious and exposed. So Tony tells him to run a topographical overlay to find out where he might land. <gasps> oh, no, I get it now. She knows she knows which landing strips he wants to go, and he doesn't like the main ones. hey oh Oh, boy. Um, he likes so- to go dark. <laughs> <laughs> See, you didn't. I knew you were gonna keep going. I knew you wouldn't stop. There it is. He's gone. Michael's gone. Kill, he killed himself. Um. So Wayne Palmer enters his brother's office, and Palmer and, asks, "Okay, go ahead. Sorry. You got one more? No, you got I one just, more, bud. I really want to read. Nope. I really want to read Wayne Palmer's line, please. I would love you to because it is the best. <laughs> please uh, team me up for this one." Okay. <laughs> President Palmer asks if Wayne has seen or heard from Wayne. Wayne says, I haven't. Anne. <laughs> oh, Anne. Sorry. Anne heard from Anne. Uh, says, no, I haven't. Uh, Palmer says, I'm worried because I can't reach her. But, quote, she was pretty ripped up about her husband betraying her and accusing her of fraud. We all ripped up here, David. <laughs> We're all pretty ripped up. <laughs> pretty ripped up here, David. We're all pretty ripped up here. <laughs> David. <laughs> Keep going. That's all I got. I can. I can. Listen, <laughs> this allegation by Antic's husband is no small bump in the road. Now, I've been thinking about this, and there may be no way to defend ourselves against Keeler's accusations, and Anne was involved in something illegal. We're all pretty ripped up. We're all pretty ripped bud. up here, David. It, it's, it, here's, here's, you know what's funny? Is last night, randomly, I saw on TV Pain and Gain. Oh, yeah, nice. And it was the perfect, it was the perfect scene. Because it was the one that just committed a murder, and Mark Wahlberg's character goes, "I need to get a pump." And, <laughs> and the Rock sits down and is trying to talk him through. He's like, "Yeah, I get it. That's right." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hitting a real. <laughs> like, what is the phrase? Like, and guys, he says these words: "We are all ripped up here, David." Well, so mm-hmm. David said Anne was pretty, pretty, ri- pretty ripped. Up. Anne was pretty ripped up. Yeah. So, like, she was torn apart by her husband again, ex-husband. Alleging f- massive fraud on a global scale against her as a well-known physician, but we're then, all ripped up here. Well, no, Wayne is saying we were all pretty ripped up. <laughs> yeah, I but don't it know. sounds like he's saying that either they were once again getting a pump in, or or <laughs> yeah, just doing lines bla- of coke. One of the we've two. We've all been blasting our pecs up here, bud. Yeah, for sure. We've been fucking blasting. <laughs> I need to get a pump, right? And getting a, we've been we've been pumping and we've been grinding up here, David. I've been doing ships and blasting these saps nonstop, bud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but David says, "Okay, well, now that you're done working out, go find Anne before reporters do and ask her questions that she's not ready for." So we cut to it, an apartment building, and an elevator door opens, and Anne steps out, and we get a tiny clock at eight twenty-two, and the most predictable predictable shit in the entire world happens. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, so I label I, just, I label my notes sections like when it switches to a new scene, I'll say like yeah. CTU, Palmer, whatever. This one just says Anne being a fucking idiot. Yeah. That's how I labeled this one. Yeah, I mean you nailed yeah, it. I mean it yo, it the scene occurs the moment you see the first minute of the scene, it does what you know it's gonna mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. With no deviation whatsoever, nope. it accomplishes everything. Anne walks in, sees her ex husband Ted. Ted looks a little distraught. Um he says he has what Anne needs right over here. 
the documents. And looks and looks and looks to the direction of Ted the briefcase and sees <gasps> a firearm. Mm. Again. Anne is immediately worried. Oh my god, Ted is going to kill me. Ted sees the look on <laughs> Anne's obvious face and says, Nah, son. that's not for you. <laughs> for God's <laughs> sake, that's not meant for you. <laughs> it's for self-defense. <laughs> yeah. And then Anne deduces that Ted wants to go ahead and um, you know, air out his feelings and his dome piece. Uh and Ted says, I'm just gonna do what I should have done five years ago. Which is First of all, he says he refuses her. Go speak to someone. He's like, oh, what high price, high price phonies who are going to talk me out of doing what I should have done five years ago, which is fucking grim. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he she eyes the gun. He calls himself a failure. Says everything I touch goes bad. Don't shed any tears for me because he I don't deserve it. Just go. And then she sighs and turns slowly, turns the door, and Mm -hmm. um, and then Anne. By all accounts so far in this show, one of the le- oh. nation's leading physicians mm-hmm. does what is always medically advisable in a situation like this and violently escalates the situation <laughs> by grabbing for the gun. <laughs> Not like happens. stepping outside and dialing 911 or maybe continuing to talk to him or something. She 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 lunges mm-hmm. she lunges for the gun and then he grabs it and, and puts it to his head and says, don't move. Yeah, you, you guys, this is a... a- like a, a, a 44 Magnum, my man told him. It's like a Derringer. Where a chance to maybe get, like, knock it out of it. It's a small Derringer piece. Yeah. yeah. He's got his whole hand wrapped around that bitch. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is my gun. Thank you very much. Yeah, and like... Don't leave. This, this is great because it's like, it really emphasizes how much of a selfish piece of shit that this guy is. Yeah. That, like, he... He thinks he's taking responsibility for something, but really just putting it on someone else. Right in mm-hmm. front of him. And also, like, very much so. I mean, like, the fact that he does it right now, but also Anne escalated in the way that she did. It's also like, okay, I call, he called her here. And this is, again, this show has, this is three minutes in the show. Like, three <laughs> real-time minutes. No time for plot whatsoever. Nope. It's just like, here's Ted. Here's the, here's the evidence. Whoop, boom, Ted's dead. But also, okay, she, like, later claims, like, when she calls David, she's like, so I have all the good evidence about, it's like, Oh yeah, really? The police are just gonna let you walk away with the evidence of like that your husband yeah. like it's like you just you're at a crime scene now. Yeah, like, you don't yeah, get that's me. Also, also your hand, your fingerprints all over that, that piece. piece. Yeah, all over that gun piece. So I, yeah, I not did not think she was gonna make it back to Palmer that quickly with the stuff. Ten, uh, I did. I did though. Ten minutes. I saw her. If it had been Sherry, she would have gone anywhere. <sighs> anyway, I really want to see um, the storyboard for this episode because it has got to be. It, bonkers wild and, and here's here's the thing like i, I get it like you want to have her i guess make an intervention but here's they say about when it comes to like suicide there's certain ones that are like asking for help and some of them are not and i guess as a physician she should have seen maybe she did see it i mean i see a shrink if you do leave your gun out like just out in the open when someone comes over to see you maybe you're asking for help because my man's kept it on a chair <laughs> He knew she was coming, like <laughs> on a chair under the documents. He knew he was going to hand to her. So yeah, I mean, like, so so maybe her position is he said maybe I should try to help him because if it was like in your waistband, maybe she wouldn't have seen that joint. Because like if you took some pills, yeah, you're asking for help. But normally, if you you're going to gun it down, you you made the decision. But my man just left it out, so maybe she's like, I'll do you know, I'll do my best. But don't lunge, don't don't grab at the don't gun because then that's like, well, now I got to do it again. I feel like there. Any intervention, whether, you know, something like this, alcohol, I feel like 
rule number one is don't violently escalate. <laughs> yeah, like, don't just like don't bring aggression into it. At any don't point, grab the bottle of liquor and throw it against the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's not a great one. Um, <laughs> so he pulls the trigger. We cut to commercial eight twenty five. We come back at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. We see Tony on the phone at CTU telling someone that the president can get updates every fifteen minutes directly from him. Which again, bring someone else into the circle <laughs> at this point, my man. Like, please, he you need to delegate some responsibility, Tony. He hangs up immediately, gasps and leans over his desk, and then like recovers and see Michelle just looking at him and she's like you should be in the hospital he says, mm-hmm. i'm fine what mm-hmm. do you got and she hands him a briefing package on las navis including alternate landing areas that chase might use and yeah you will tony <laughs> alternate landing strips on kim's butt um so tony thanks her and goes hey is something wrong and tony says just worried about you she's like uh, i don't believe that's all mm-hmm. and pushes her on it and she just mentions this whole thing with jack and tony apologizes for not being able to tell her and uh, Jack planted and won an absolute secrecy. And Michelle's just like, um, yeah, no, I get all that. But um, you knew about this for like six months and you were hiding no, uh, it from me? Well, no, one, one month. month. Okay, one, one month. month. Um, and I had no idea that you were hiding something this big from me. And Tony just kind of looks at her and she goes, but that's my problem. Bye. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. walks out. I, that's my problem. I, I see her. I see her hurt. I feel what she's saying. I, part of it is like, you know, you kept it from me for a month, but also like, I know because early, don't forget, beginning of the season, she got denied for a, a higher up role right. in the agency. Maybe she's not a good enough agent, but I need to remind Michelle and all of our fan that both Jack Bauer, super agent and Tony Almeida were fucking a mole mm. for a mm-hmm, while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and did not know about her molery. Tony was so, also at the beginning of the season actively committing light to heavy treason <laughs> by not telling by not and telling the president knew. about a like global cons- again deep state like actual deep state bullshit. Did CTU know about Tony and Michelle's relationship when she was up for the promotion? They did, right? They're yeah, married. Yeah, yeah, they're married. Oh right. Uh, maybe they were just concerned over the because of the last time he fucked somebody. It was a mole. That's true. And they're you like, yeah, Tony? sorry, this isn't on you. It is. In your company, and that dick only goes in poison wells. Though, yeah, so. sorry, it's like a divining rod for moles. So, gonna need you to not promote your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a ten o'clock at eight thirty-two. Please take a drink. Um, we see Wayne walk into his brother's office and tell him that CTU just called to inform that Jack is near Las Nevis. Delta teams are scrambling, and they will intercept the virus as soon as Jack gives them the signal. Uh, they'll be getting updates every fifteen minutes. Uh, Wayne gets a call and hands it over to David and it's Anne and she tells him that Ted just committed suicide in front of her and David offers some very light condolences and <laughs> Anne says I was there with him and David asks why were you there and she kind of lets him know that Ted wanted to make things right police there was an apartment and David asks like hey can I help at all um, and Anne just says well I, all I, it's fine I just hope this can put an end to the scandal around your president presidency uh, and David just says well that's secondary to your well being which at a certain point you gotta stop being a good guy David and just fist bump <laughs> um, but Anne, Anne says I'll be there soon and uh, Wayne asks what happened and David lets him know <laughs> I, I love Wayne this episode Wayne is I good really in this do. one yeah what does Wayne say <laughs> oh god this is listen, David. I, I was, well, first he says he's like, um, he says he says uh, he says he's gonna bring documents, and uh, he says you're serious. Uh, he's like, well, I guess that's some sort of silver lining yeah. in this. <laughs> listen, David, I know I've been somewhat hard on Anne, 
but she cleaned up her own mess, and I respect that. Maybe she learned what it takes to be in this game after. Is all. she? Is he implying that she like went over there and made him kill himself? Like she I didn't do so. anything other than show up and get some papers. I, I don't know. I feel like Wayne's just like he's like. Look, I for like a second he gets to be like, oh my god, I have feelings, but also what up? <laughs> <laughs> but also, this is deception good, politics. How you doing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So no one does even a single like fucking like quiet fist pump yeah. here. It's just like yes, it's like. This is ridiculous, guys. Like, you can celebrate a W. Even, like, mm-hmm. you know, do it in your in the private because Ted, like, Ted's dead and we've been exonerated? Especially uh, because, like, yeah. David doesn't have a relationship with Ted. He didn't even know who the fuck this guy was from Adam before today. Like, so many people have died under David's presidency already that he is like, oh, I have to be extremely solemn for this one. No. Yeah, because there, there, there's a level of bro. I know who would be sad for a different reason, but it's not David. David's an actual solemn person who's just, he's sad for a man he never met before. Like, oh man, if it was a bro bro, he'd be like, oh man. But I mean, I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any for a while now. But even this, sad and shit. This is two brothers. Like, yes, you're, and -hmm. like David already was like sad about like his girlfriend, Wayne commiserated. But then after that, it's like, yeah, man, we're both, that was a rough one. That was a sad time. Little fist pump? Just. Yeah, the okay. random dickhead who's been blackmailing you and your girlfriend is dead. And he gave over all the information that exonerates her. That's literally what you dreamt about last night. That was the, the dream you had is that dude dead and you being exonerated. Just that like was... a little little <laughs> dance. Just like, okay, a little cha-cha right there. That's fu- nothing. Fucking fucked up. We get a tiny clock at 8.35. Please take a drink. Um, we cut back to the Salazar mansion and Ramon asks, why is Jack still in play? <laughs> and Hector says, well, the Ukrainians only want to deal with him, which... Why? <laughs> like, why would the Ukrainians because they're racist, only deal obviously. with the But again, he is a known CCU agent who, as far as they know, sold out the Salazars no less than, like, Ramon's been in prison for six months. Like, hey, hey Kush, uh-huh. you'll never understand the depth of the depravity and the absolute corruption of the Ukrainian people. <laughs> Ukrainians. Okay? You can't. And don't try to. Just don't. Stop it. I'm, so, I'm sick of you. You're a deep state stooge. Okay? I don't fair. like it. That is fair. The fucking Ukrainians. Trying to right? so sympathy for the Ukrainian Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Government. Tell the story the right way, Kush. Move on. All right? Keep talking. Let's go. You don't inject your politics trust- into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Tulsi Gabbard. I'm running for president. Um... <laughs> So Ramon says, I don't trust Jack, even though he broke me out of prison, uh, and wants to know what uh, Jack's angle is. And Hector says, uh, first of all, his angle is 50 million big ones. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's why I had to go back up and change my notes from 15 to 50. Yeah. He very clearly said 50. Yeah. Jack like said 15, and makes me think that Hector didn't hear Jack clearly. He was like, <laughs> but like couldn't believe that 15 million was his yeah, number. He was like, he was like, 50. I mean, that's I'll low, but okay, sure. I'll give him. You're still like, you're still like, okay. I'll give my man. I get 950 million dollars. All right. I'll give my man 50. He he's oh, he's doing all the work, really. But then he also just like. This is a shell of a man with nothing left, no future, no family, a habit he can't beat. This is not the same man who beat us earlier. You so um, sure of that? Ramon is not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hector tells Ramon about the prison break and says every American agency confirmed it was real. Bauer's a fugitive and they would have killed him. So, like, this is legit. Like, he's and which. So this is the part where, like, Tony and Gael and everyone had to do, like, their part. But, like, it had to be look real. But that was about it. Like I like so. But like Tony I, and Gael could have been just the normal level of CTU incompetent, right? 
And oh, everything exactly. would have just been fine. They could have just let CTU be its, itself and they would have never had a problem. They had to be better at their jobs than they needed to be. Right. They could have like scrambled the helicopter slower right. or like like made traffic jams happen. Like guy maybe they controlled- did, did they? No, like there wasn't any clear shit. Like, no, and Gael controlled the entire city by all, like, from what it looked like in Tech One, and he wasn't like causing traffic jams. Well, I'm like, just saying, cops. we were kind of giving CTU shit though. Like, when they had the helicopter scrambled and they were chasing Jack's helicopter, and they were like, "Oh, we don't have a shot." Like, they made a, a zone that they couldn't. Like, we we gave CTU some shit for that. Do you think that Tony maybe was? That was the military who did that. The, like the that was that was the military. You know what I'm that, saying? Like, do you think that Gael was maybe feeding them some like bogus information so that they couldn't fire on him? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch those episodes. Never, um, <laughs> guys. I gotta tell you. So this is the part where I thought it's it's still like I know Hector's trying to convince Jack, um, you know his brother about Jack being okay. But if you've ever watched Shark Tank, which I hope some of you have, of course, right. If you ever watch someone come in and say, hey, sharks, uh, for a hundred million dollars, uh, I want to give you, I will sell you 95% of Facebook. That's a trap. Mm. <laughs> that is a trap. Cause Jack wants $50 million out of a, out of a billion to get you this virus. I trust, no. I trust those people more than the, um, I'm asking for $100 million for a 2% stake in my company. I sell cat trampolines. Um, okay. Sure. What are your sales, though? Well, whatever it is, add one, because I want a cat trampoline now. No, you don't. No, because you use it, you use it on my cats, you asshole. I don't want to see Bot trampolines. Body could use like a more- cat trampoline. Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> so Ramon asks, okay, what's going to happen after the sale of this virus? Do we just forget everything and send Jack on his way with a little pat on the butt and $50 million? No. As and soon as we I, have the virus, I mean, we kill him. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. And uh, I mean, did. so Ramon's like, okay, Hector, I'm with you. He's like, this is but, the first smart thing you've said. <laughs> yeah. But do not underestimate, underestimate Jack Bauer. And Hector says, He's been. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, he says, "What can he okay. do alone, surrounded? Don't underestimate him." And then Hector, he's like, "It's me who has been underestimated." Yeah. But I will earn your respect when we make more money in one day than we've made in both of our lifetimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, but let's. Uh, here's the thing. You know what I'm seeing here, guys? I I said it before, and I still stand on it. Claudia's a boss. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is she done poisoned? Hector against his yep. brother and been fucking Jack on the side to get out of there. Like she was going to just leave them in a heap of deception and craziness. Well, and she's been building big up American stallion boyfriend. She's been building up Hector's confidence so that, mm-hmm. you know, she, he's underestimating now Jack. He's and going against his brother. Like she's, she's working it from the inside. Deep state style. And I, and, well, I'll say too. And I, I, hopefully this plays out, but to y'all's point, like, I think, you know, she's been doing that, like kind of spilling like poison honey in Hector's ear the whole time. But she also must have realized like just recently within like the last couple of months, like apparently Jack promised to get her out of there. And then mm-hmm. he fucked up and like lied to her. She realized, And she's like, OK, I'll do it my fucking yeah, right? self. <laughs> yeah, I don't need you. Get out of here. I also just looked up because um, these guys are sort of like in line with like what El Chapo kind of was yep. mm. he has a brother um yep. yeah and i just so i looked up el chapo's net worth and it was about a billion dollars 
So, because uh, I was like, when Hector was like, we're going to make more money in one night than we have in both of our lifetimes. It's like, a billion dollars is a lot of money, but like, if you're like a big time drug cartel like Kingpin, like, like, that's doable, right? Yeah, but I mean, really, they have a short, very short careers. They're like NFL running backs. That's fair. So, it's like, maybe they're making a lot per well, year, but it's it's like well, a flash in the pan. At one point, Pablo Escobar was on the Forbes list. He was in the top, like, 20. That's, that's embarrassing for Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he yeah, had legitimate businessman Pablo just, he, Escobar. Actually, he had no, rats, he, no, like not, hundreds of millions just, of dollars. It wasn't. It wasn't about legitimate. It's how much money you have. He's a multi-billionaire. Sorry, all put him on the board. I mean, is it really much. that more illegitimate than some of these other assholes? That's my thing. Eighty percent of people who read Forbes were, were using his be. product. So why the fuck shouldn't you list him? That's great. That's a good point. <laughs> it's like, how'd you get up for the market today, my friend? That good old Escobar joint. So don't don't judge me. Anyway, going to work at Enron now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um. So Hector says, "Well, yeah, we're going to kill Jack." And then, um. So Jack comes in, and uh, Ramon says, oh, "I'm still not sure what I'm going to do." But Jack walks in, uh, and Ramon oh says, no, they're going to kill him. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I don't trust you, and I never will. All I want to do is spill your blood. But for my little yeah. brother, I'm willing to play this out a little longer. And Jack says, well, I can't contact Amador for 15 more minutes. So uh, let's sit down and look at each other. <laughs> and Jack says, you won't be sorry. Uh, so he he sits and Hector gives him a little look. I don't know. You think, did you see, you guys catch, yeah. did you guys catch mm-hmm. this look? No, I didn't. I couldn't tell if it's, Hector was kind of like, don't fuck me on this. Or if Hector was like, Jack, my man. <laughs> I don't know if Hector's yeah. in on this. It's, well, yeah, either... I got a, a feeling of either Hector has always been like, I'm going to kill Ramon because I want my, I want my, you know, my propers. Mm-hmm. Or if he's like, I got that immunity from Jack. I don't know. I, I think he definitely yeah. needs Jack for a lot of different but, reasons, but, but, but I'm sure that Hector does not know that his wife been fucking Jack. So yes. there's going to be repercussions I think, in that situation, I, no matter what. Happens. I think he kind of sees Jack as like, if he Milton. can keep Jack on his side in in the Ramon Hector kind of face off, then he's in good shape, right? Because he's got and Claudia think- on his side. He thinks if he has Jack on his side, all of these guys that he's been working with now are kind of probably on his side for now. And I think I think he knows he can't kill Ramon, right? But I think he knows that Jack can kill Ramon, and, and if then it he happens, can kill Jack, mm. yeah, like because I think he knows Ramon needs to go. Yes. He, he loves him, but like mm-hmm. he 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 wants to be. King Dick, yeah. for sure. Um, so we cut the commercial at 8.37. We come back at 8.42. Um, <laughs> CTU gets a call from Rafael Gutierrez, who's sitting in a car in Las Nevis. Um, Tony takes it, and Rafael says, this whole scene, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say, this is your team, so, fan, team in position. Fan. All this is bad. What yeah, team? So it's just me. <laughs> it's un, un hombre. So he says, yeah, having a team would compromise me due to the army of Salazars that are surprising me. So Tony's like, okay, well, watch out, because Chase again. Angry, armed, and dangerous, uh, and he basically make- told the dude like, "Yeah, you're about to get <laughs> fucked up, son." Yeah, he's like, and "Make sure." Raphael, yes, sir. he listens to all the advice that Tony. <laughs> no, he really did because Tony's like, "Make sure he knows you're with CTU." His name is a Chase Edmonds. Say that yeah, multiple, but, multiple times. Yeah, but, yeah, but the way that the way that he that he was careful was my man watched this Cessna plane land mm-hmm. or this twin engine plane land. And then took his eyes off. Runs towards yonder point. <laughs> Hold on, before we get to that, so we get a tiny clock at eight forty three. Please take a drink. So yeah, first of all, he sees the aircraft coming in with just like lights in the dark, and like 
I guess all things considered, not that like that big of a leap. But he's like, sees the plane coming, and it's like, yep, has to be him. Like, it's like this is the one place in the country other than the airstrip that a anyone with a shady agenda could land. You're like, gotta be Chase. It's gotta Um, be Chase. It's surrounded by Salazars, but they don't use planes for anything except for literally every time they literally transport drugs. But that's fine. Also, I guess Jack and Co just landed at the cool airport with guns drawn, like. Okay. Anyway, so we get the tiny clock. Raphael goes back to his car and checks his laptop and downloads a glossy JPEG of Chase's like personnel headshot. I love how he waits until the plane lands and then takes his eyes off of it for a good minute and a half or two minutes. Yeah. So he takes his eyes way off of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, so again, middle of the desert, laptop. This is 2003. (laughs) It takes two seconds to download a high res JPEG, which is... With details, it had it had his actual CTU details. Yep. <laughs> Porn speeds that I was killing for in 2003. Like I had to wait for my college T1 hookup to get that kind of speed. Anyway, uh, so Tony says, "Be careful and keep the line open just in case." So Raphael looks at the thing, sees the approaching aircraft, and just sprints towards it and just darts, like, darts to it. Is immediately no. just like, "Hey, Chase Edmonds, where you at, my man? Edmonds, Edmonds, my Edmonds, Edmonator, fan." The, the, what he did was essentially, if you ended up being a spy and it was your first mission, it's your actual nightmare. That you like arrived at the location, you're gonna do a hit, and he was like, "What up, bro? CIA dude, what's up? You here to do it? Ah, uh, bro, bro my, my, now I gotta leave. What are you doing?" So Chase, he he goes into the plane, which he is knocks in the plane first. He, knocks, he, knocks, he taps on the door like Chase. Jen. Chase, hey, hey, Evans. I'm here. I'm here for you. My man. Ethan Hunt and Mr. Boswell would have killed him. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan, you there? I know you're a ghost. Where you at? (laughs) Come on, man. Let me in the plane. Is this a secret plane? Is this your CIA plane? Ethan Hunt would have showed up behind him wearing his face, strangled him to death, and Alec Baldwin would have popped out of it, like, overhead bin. Like, is he? We're cool? Um, So we get another tiny clock, uh, because Chase is not in the plane. Oh, my God. Tony, Tony says... He must have seen you. So we get another kind of clock at eight. So wait, wait. So keep the line open while you're about to talk to Chase. And then immediately after you, a plane lands in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, You check, you check plane. (laughs) A man's not on said plane. You cut the line. And then. No, it's Scooby-Doo time, bud. You you like stop paying attention because like, where the fuck do you think he went? It's you, the plane and your car. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, there was a pilot on the plane, right? No, Earlier, I assume like, it was no. Chase was flying. No, Chase, Chase. Chase flew a plane by himself? Yeah. He found out it was accountant's plane. It was yeah. man's plane. He stole the dude's he took plane. plane. Did they at any point ever <laughs> show Chase, like, get in the cockpit of No, he thing? just said, like, I'm going to need your plane or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Yeah. Jack, Jack flew a plane. Yeah, Jack, Jack flew a helicopter. He helicopter. He flew a plane with the new yeah, guy. Yeah, he did. That's didn't Jack like explicitly kind of say like, yeah, I can take it off. I can't land it <laughs> in that one. I'm well, Chase sure. is Jack 2.0. That's <laughs> he can land. He can land. He did one. land it. Okay, he's that's the, fair. He's the D1000. So Raphael <laughs> keeps walking around the desert, calling out his name, and Chase, he goes back to his car, and Chase grabs him from behind, asks him who he is, puts a gun to his head, and Raphael's just like, Mexican intelligence, Tony sent me. Uh, Chase is like, what do you want? And he's like, um, CT called about a life and death matter regarding Jack. I have a phone here. Why don't you call your boss? Um, so Chase takes it and calls Tony. Tony picks up. And just as Chase 
doesn't listen and just says, you're wasting your fucking time. I don't care why you sent a Mexican intelligence agent out into the middle of the desert to a place you didn't know I was going to show up to. Um, what? You're wasting your fucking time, Tony. You're wasting your time. You have no idea. What happens? A gunshot. Man, man, man gets popped in the chest. Nice little squib joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right through the heart. A sniper. He, sniper. Right. He got snooper roofled. Uh, mm-hmm. Raphael got snooper roofled right Mandy? in the chest. I thought right. it was Mandy. Didn't know who shot Mans. It could have been Mandy. I don't know. Ooh, you're we thinking Mandy. Oh, our gal. Okay. But anyway, so Jay starts yelling. So um, he gets in the he gets in the truck. Yes, the nice little agent, the federal agent. While he's him. still on the phone with Tony. Yep, on yep. a nice little flip phone. The razor, yeah. I believe he's on, on. a razor. Uh, which, by the way, guys, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, we zoomed out finally on the car. We can see it is a very innovative Ford Explorer Sport Track, half SUV, half size, half oh, mid size pickup. Hello. And man, what an incredible time for cars the early 2000s was. <laughs> it was basically like an El Camino. Yeah, an El Camino pickup truck. Yeah. But with, like, again, everyone just wanted that that four-door truck. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Ford gave it to him. It's what we wanted. Um, but, so we need to talk about Chase's um, driving ability. Invasive driving skills. He just drove what around in a circle. Chase drove. So Chase is at a landing strip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Surrounded by, surrounded by farmland. And flat the good flat earth. <laughs> so Mamans decides as he's being pursued at that good landing strip he landed that plane on, that's not good enough to drive on. <laughs> Better let find the this. only me, ditch me, for miles. Let me hit this farmland. <laughs> he said he's being pursued and manages to to drive right into a good old ditch. And I realized something. Y'all, he got a KTD. A chem transmitted disease. Because y'all chase <laughs> Chase is about to get kidnapped. <laughs> I was like, kill, I was like, kill to death, Rachel? Yeah, I was no. Like, what? <laughs> no, he's going to get kidnapped. He can't help it. Curtis, your wife's a doctor at this point. You should know that the preferred nomenclature is KTI. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's an infection. Uh, this- <laughs> so he, my, my he crashes his car in the only ditch around for miles because, oh. again, it is the only flat earth that people could find. Um, but they hear Tony hears all this. Salazar's men grab uh, him, and we cut to commercial at eight forty-seven. Um, we Ooh, come back, buddy. We come back from commercial at eight fifty-three or eight fifty-two, mm-hmm. and um, we see at district and Packer showing up to be shown to the president by a Secret Service agent. They smooch, and uh, she says, "Holding up, fine. Here are the letters." Wayne goes over them and then passes them. Okay, to, uh, are they Wayne? just printed out emails? Because that's what it looked like. It looked like they, they were just, just printed out emails. Printed out emails, <laughs> and <Yep>. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne goes, "Oh yes, these are very good. They clear up everything. Once these are verified and brought to the press, Keeler will be quote hoisted right up on it. Hoisted and up by t- his own petard. So you can so tell the like idiom a- he's using is." Trying to refer to Keeler's petard, but you really mm-hmm. know he means hoisted up on this dick. Yeah. <laughs> Sit and spin, motherfucker. What so, a convenient so package of materials that have shown up just to exist they're right here like, in this plot device. They're kind of like a set of transcripts from conversations and emails. Is that what we're talking about right now? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Cool. It's actually cool. a bunch of uh, instant message uh, save blogs. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just AOL <laughs> yeah. chats. A lot of away e- messages from me with email e- lyrics. M- Miss Doctor e- 69. God damn it. Fuck this show. Keeler, I, Keeler will be hoisted right up on right it. Right up on it. He'll he, be keel hauled. Because we're all ripped up here, man. We're all ripped up here. <laughs> we're all ripped up here. I, I bet Wayne wants to get a pump. As soon as he saw his emails, I'm going to get a I'm pump. I'm going to get a pump. I can't. Yeah. And then right, I'm going to hoist it. him right up on it. <laughs> <laughs> S- 
so Wayne says that, and Angela looks at him, she's like, yeah, I thought you'd be happy. And then Wayne looks up, and she's like, sorry about Ted. Let me know if I can do anything. He he, he showed some compassion. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he, he stayed completely straight face, straight back, just like holding in all of his joy. Like, I'm seriously sorry. Aunt. Yeah, no, like literally. Know. He, I'll do anything for you. It, oh, inside, he's just like, I am so fucking horny right now. Yeah, no, for real. He, like, the only no. thing stopping him from doing like a helicopter dick in that in that room was like the basic human is like, oh, right. You just saw your ex-husband commit suicide. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go into the other room and spin my dick around like a hero. Yeah. <laughs> there were no tears. There's, he just like, he just like, yeah, no, nah, no. It was literally sorry. like, oh, right. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's the yeah, reaction you give somebody yeah. when you find out they couldn't get a Popeye sandwich. They're like, oh, man. Shit. Because inside you're like, oh, that fucking sandwich. sandwich really good. good. Fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. It was good. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know how good it was. Fuck this guy. I'm going to go again tomorrow. I'm going to say. I have a secret sandwich in my desk right now. I'm going to go eat that shit the moment he leaves his room. I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's a t- I feel sorry to hear a- about your, you know, your lack of sandwich. But- it's a bummer. Mm. That's all you- oh, Ted Packer's dead? Oh, no. My boy, oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. Oh, man. I liked Ted. Uh, he called me earlier with this whole, like, you know, blackmail yeah, thing. I loved him. Yeah. Loved Seemed that like a, thing. So weird. Seemed like a good dude who honestly, given this episode, did not even need to be on screen for the three <laughs> minutes he got. So, oh, cool. Glad that all happened. Um, uh, yeah, like they could have, they could have just him? saved us a whole lot of trouble by just b- being like, oh man, Ted killed himself off screen, and then he sent me these things. And then, well, I, I think, well, this scene is actually perfect because it describes what i mean the speech that ann gives next is just yeah walk us through that so wayne leaves and what happens next <sighs> I, I, I gotta get there um, i got it so she says no no, no okay, I, you I, got oh, 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 oh i got it i got it um <laughs> she says uh, uh sorry um i'm all right david i'm gonna be all right but something came out, out of this and it was suddenly so clear to me david wants to know it was clear and she says, I think we need to end things. Mm. Oh, mm. howdy. After what's just happened, after what's been happening all day, I can understand why you want some time apart, is what David says. He's just, he, he doesn't go above middle C. No. He's compassionate, understanding. But she's like, David, it's not about time apart. It, it just confirms me that I've always been, I've been feeling for a while, I can't live in your world. Mm. Right? The things that people do to each other, the things they have to do in order to survive, I just can't. I can't. But that's exactly why I need you. I'm not Sherry Palmer. And then she says, yeah, <laughs> you need somebody who can stand beside you, not someone who, who stands back and watches and or maybe passes judgment on things she doesn't really understand. She's just saying, you need Sherry. Mm-hmm. You, you need you need a boss. You need a psycho bitch. Yeah, you can't. I can't do this shit. Nah, it ain't me. You need somebody who's making these moves. Yep. I don't. I saw some shit. If Sherry would have watched the dude kill herself, she Sherry would have helped Ted. <laughs> She'd been like, "Go ahead, Ted. I know what you need to do." Oh, baby, come Don't on, shoot you, it. You're just helping. You're just I, helping I everyone you, out. I bet you. I bet you won't, Ted. I bet you're a little bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Sherry. Sherry's that girlfriend who killed. Like she, that's who Sherry is. She's just like, I, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and pull that trigger, Ted. But first, I'm, I'm gonna, not doing it, first, Sherry. First, Ted, I'm should. gonna walk out that door, and you're gonna pretend I've never been here, and I will. <laughs> yeah, I will leave <laughs> ten minutes understand, from now. Understand? Understand? I've already, I've already coded the cameras. I was never here. Okay, <laughs> okay. The the pass card I got in this building with is is your daughter's. That's how that's how fucked up I am. Okay, no one's gonna know what I did here, Ted. Goodbye. That's that's what he needs in his life. And it's like I'm not ready to play this game. I'm not a spy. No. 
But before she leaves, smooches. They yeah, they smooch again. <laughs> they smooch. Which, which you know what? You know how I know she's not ready for this whole world? She broke up with the most powerful man on the planet when she fucking knows that there's like a terrorist plot going on. It's like yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. I have to operate today. I have to be on my A game, lady. Yeah. You couldn't have waited till yeah. tomorrow. Also, I if I was her, I would continue to be I would want to be in the know still for this whole plot. I would I would want it like maybe at the end of the day we can figure this out. This is all, all one she, day, friendos. And for all she so, knows, that virus is still really right. out there. Like right. so I w- I will say this. And this is this is the one time when my live experience kind of kind of does lend itself to a little bit of, of introspection here. Um, I am married to a physician that is not giving medical expertise, but it does allow me to have some some enlightenment into saying to myself, my day is very important, right? Oh my God, things are so important work today. No, if my wife has a bad day, somebody could die. So like, I get her point here. I was like, yeah, I get it, David. You might fuck up and the country might be in trouble, but also I need to go do important shit as well today. And this shit right here, I don't want any part of it anymore. It's 8 p.m., it's man. Yeah, she couldn't have wait. She couldn't have waited until like eight, like the next day. They couldn't have met for breakfast. Son, and gone over. She this? just watched. She just watched her man's commit suicide. Earlier in the day, she was getting blackmailed. Her, his, his brother has been a. She needs to go to see a shrink who will tell her not to make rash decisions when she's emotional. <laughs> because literally, that happened ten minutes ago. Here's the thing. What? How? How come? How come? Jack ditzy ass ex girlfriend can make the same decision and be like, I don't need part of this shit anymore. Uh, my sister is a terrorist now, <laughs> and your daughter's over my fuck. No, I'm out. I'm just saying, no. everyone. Everyone just needs to take a step back. Remember, it is <laughs> literally been eight hours. It has been eight hours. Maybe we should just maybe we should just think on some things. We should take a little a power nap or two, and then we'll figure things out later. Uh, you know, a nap would go down so smooth for literally every <laughs> right? character in this show. It's like I here's a warm bottle and a blankie, Bunch and of just go take a nap. Cranky assholes out here. Everyone needs a goddamn fruit snacks and a nap, and maybe a spanking. Honestly, <laughs> just like just, here's a sl- little smack on your butt and go to sleep. Bye bye. Because you're all being very rude right now. Here's your baba. Go away. <laughs> we got a tiny clock at eight fifty six. Please take a baba drink. Um, oh, and it's we about see Jack. to get real. It's about to get good, and oh man, guys, I Curtis, I can't wait for the next two episodes. <laughs> You're going to poop your pants. Um, so Jack is making a call to a man named Michael Amador. He picks up. We see a man in a dark car. Hard to tell if it's a Ford or not, but I bet it is. Um, just a little-faced man sitting in a dark car with just a strip of light illuminating his just eyes. Just one hard to- day? One day I want to take I wanted to take a phone call like this. Where like, just a strip yes. of light is illuminating your eyes? Yes. Like, Hello. Don't forget my fucking money. <laughs> Uh, so Amador does not disclose his location and says, I'll call you back. So Jack gives his number um, and uh, sorry. And Amador is like, make sure you have my fucking money. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Um, so just then, uh, what happens? Right as Jack hangs up the phone. Well, Jack hangs up the phone and uh, he says, they're going to give us a call back. Uh, just make sure you have your money together. And Ramon very coolly says, oh. Don't you worry about my fucking money, man. I got, we got the cash. And then, which all he of just sudden, got out of jail, by the way. How does he know how cash liquid this operation is? <laughs> then all of a sudden, look, man, if I'm, if I'm running a major cocaine slash heroin operation and I come home and you ain't got a hundred, a hundred mil in cash, fuck you been doing? I don't know, maybe I mean, it costs some money getting him out of fucking prison. 
And like Fuck spreading you, a virus around LA and then like I don't know Hector probably burned a lot of money burning bodies and oh. been doing that nonsense. Okay, can we right? talk about what the why they were burning bodies if they weren't the ones who had the virus in the had fucking the virus? first place? Yeah. What, what are all these to? bodies? Maybe they're just bitches who need to die. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. What do you guys know? Well, huh? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Some some bitches just need to die. That was a lot. And I need to hide the evidence. Though. It was a handful of, of boys. Uh, my dudes, Anyways. My dudes, have you have you seen Breaking Bad? The body count's not that high. My man's had a lot. I'm just saying Gus had a major operation. Yeah. Right? If if man needed to kill some people, that was a lot of bitches to kill. That's you fair. Know? But he wasn't dumping them in a pit and lighting them on yeah. fire. Well, and no, everyone was, they should They, should they were putting an those. individual person in a barrel to break it down, you know? That was more of a scientific situation. Um, yeah, that was more of like a, a science trip, field trip kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, like if... if, if if I got a lot of bitches to burn and to kill, I'm. Gotta, but again, that costs that costs serious money. Sometimes, it does yeah. Yeah, so, if I had to, also maybe they're just part of the crew, you know, and they like I I promised them a burial of some sort. This is it. So I dumped them in an open grave and lit them on fire, just like the, you know, they, as the good church told crema- us to cremation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's how it works, but um, what happens next? <laughs> so after <laughs> after after Ramon assures Jack that he has the cache, uh. Salazar's <laughs> men buzzed in. Uh, they like kick open the door. They're like, we're home. Hey, everybody! Ah. But they, then they're speaking English, right? Uh huh. So we found we found him. Um, <laughs> we found this gringo. We found um, this guy, and then Salazar goes, uh, "I recognize that man. That's Jack's partner. He's been who, playing like, almost us. Shot me with a shotgun. Yeah. Not two hours hence. He's Guys, been playing us all along." This continues. This continues a string of of episodes and and also days essentially where they're they're not just highlighting the worst possible scenarios and days for Jack. It's also for David. <laughs> so it was like just a minute ago, his girlfriend broke up with him, and now it's like my fucking part. God damn, you're the one asshole <laughs> who Ramon Salazar has seen, <laughs> and you're here. Yeah, cool. Are you fucking kidding? They could have sent any Gael could be here for what the fuck. Chase. Gael would have been better. <laughs> Gael would have been a lot a better. A lot better. Uh, so, yes, then Chase, basically Jack's like, uh, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? And Chase is like, oh, you're with them now. And Jack says, yes, I'm with them. And you shouldn't have you come ding-dong. down here, you fucking idiot. And then Chase attacks Jack. His watch gets broken. We all know the tracker's in the watch. That is going to be a... Sticky plot point situation <laughs> in the future, which pops up in a second. Oh yeah, and like what? Like Jack pulls out his watch and just like stares at yeah. it, just like damn it, oh damn it, yeah, no, it doesn't tell time anymore. Like, and uh, the one thing Jack has taken seriously in the last eight hours is this watch, <laughs> and just like everyone's like, mm, guy likes his watch. So Jack is adamantly saying that he didn't know he was coming down here. This has nothing to do with him, and he says, Ramon grabs the gun, says, "All right." You say he's not with you, then kill him, kill your partner. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, "Okay, I'll do it." It's like, "Fine, you swear to God, I'll do yeah, it." I'll, but I'll do it. We should, we should use him as a hostage. Well, he maybe probably knows stuff. Yeah, maybe he'd be better as a hostage. Maybe it'd be better if we kept him alive. And Ramon's like, "Actually, no, he'd be good, really dead. I want him dead <laughs> on my <laughs> on my kitchen floor right now." <laughs> no Actually, more clever talk. Because these fucking dickheads just kicked my door in, so I have to replace everything. So, yeah, go ahead and kill him on my foyer. Thank you. Hey, guys, here's the thing, though. If I'm a deep cover CIA operative and my my dickhead of a partner this same day has told me he's been fucking my daughter, mm. 
and showed up in my secret covert op like a goddamn psychopathic maverick. Yep. And I know that if I shoot mans, no one can prove that I shot mans. And also, that really seals my cover. Mm -hmm. I'm shooting mans. And his name is Chase Edmonds? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chase, just in the future, if you're you're, yeah, you're done, man. It's happening. So what does Jack do? He says, fine. He grabs the gun. Well, Chase spits in his face. He says, yeah, you never should have come down here. Chase should have listened to me. Chase spits Mm -hmm. right in his face, uh, which made it so much easier for Jack to kill him, I bet. Jack uh, stands to the side, puts the gun to his head. A long pause, but not a long enough pause, considering they were partners. And then... And again, he was... uh, By all accounts, his daughter likes this guy. Loves this guy, yeah. Loves this dude. And Jack... So he's probably a mole. That's a good point. (laughs) He's like, I mean... Look, 20% chance you're a mole, 40% chance, like, this gun isn't loaded. That leaves Either only, way. like, 40% chance that you're dead. So, that's, I'll take those odds. Click. Yeah, and, uh... It's empty. Nothing. And, like, so he clicks, and Ramon, like... So, first of all, Jack knows a gun. Yeah, Ramon yeah. claps, yeah. gives him a slow clap. He's like, ha yes. Yeah, Jack's already shown that he... When they played Russian Roulette, that he is very sneaky about knowing when a gun is loaded or not. I know it's a different kind of gun, but... Jack is a skilled, trained operative. Right. I would imagine you could tell when bullets aren't in a weapon. Right. (laughs) But again, this is one of those... Like, Ramon just had this gun ready to go. It was in a box, though. It was was the same kind of box where the little kid had grabbed the gun from before. Oh, I thought... I, I thought he pulled it out of his, like... No, pocket. it was a box that was on the table, kind of a similar, right. very similar to the box that uh, Claudia's little brother had found before. That's what God. I imagine. I imagine this is the gun you keep around that your significant other knows about, so that when you piss her off enough, this is the one she pulls out. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Oh, I knew it. I knew you were gonna do it. I knew it. It Go makes me body. wonder if Ramon pit. knew now it she, was. She goes to the fire Ramon pit. just got there. Like there, there's no way that he knew for sure that gun was unloaded. Right? Right. No, yeah, Ooh. of course not. It's like, oh, shit, I really thought... Oh, well, Maybe okay. it's only unloaded because Claudia yelled at Hector for having guns around the house, and he unloaded all of the guns that were in random loot boxes in the, in the drug dealer <laughs> mansion. I mean, Ramon clearly That's knew, because he, he, he claps <laughs> immediately and just says, okay, Jack. And then he, like, he's like, he walks over and just, like, takes the gun, and then to his henchman, he's like, Jack's right. We'll use him as a hostage. Go break him down. <laughs> and uh, but then he's he, like, we'll go to. Go yeah. So then he, he says, break him down. See if there's anything. If he came here or if anyone came here with him, we're going to go to a safe house and wait for Amador's call. And then he mm-hmm. says something to some of the other guards in Spanish. Stop speaking English, even though he said that it, all the other stuff in English. Then they go get in the car. And then Jack very clearly speaks to chase in such a way that anyone who could hear him would know that they were in on it yeah. together with one of one of one of uh, ramon's men holding chase yeah. at gunpoint in the car looking very confused like <laughs> yeah, and wait so, a second but again like and so this guy also knows jack and has worked with jack and like probably knows that jack's broke a man's neck not <laughs> two hours ago that like they were apparently good butts with so like this guy probably doesn't like any of this already and then like so yeah chase says what the fuck jack and jack just turns around, like shut the fuck up chase yeah and then he keeps looking at his watch is broken and just says damn it so please take a drink for damn it um but like clearly again that like either jack is 
has you know cares for Chase or they're very much in on mm-hmm. it. Um, and then so we cut to CTU and Gael confirms to Tony that Transponder just went dead. And Tony says, "Well, beans. By the time our teams get there, they won't know where Jack is." And we cut to also, we cut the black. Wait, wait, Gael, wait, wait, wait. Gael, what did Gael Tony say? Good? By the time their teams are ready, no. they won't know where Jack is. So Jack looks at his watch and goes, damn it, very quietly. Then yeah. Gael comes in and says, the oh, transponder's broken. And t- and then Tony goes, damn it. So we had that oh. double damn it within double damn it. 30 double seconds. Damn it. Take a drinks for double damn it. Cheers, boys. I don't, see you guys. I don't see you guys drinking. There he is. Got that claw alive. So we cut to commercial at, or we cut to black at 8.59, 59 seconds. Mm-hmm. Curtis, Boy. do you think do you think Chase is dead at any point in the immediate future? No, because I want it. How about dead and or so, and or, or not, I wouldn't say and or dead and or injured. seriously injured or put in the the burn pit just a little bit? <laughs> I think he's not going to the hole. Okay, um, he's gonna get he's gonna get messed up a little bit. He's not gonna get baradined messed up <laughs> like Jack did last season. They're gonna give him the business. A little, a little bit Eno- enough, enough for a 15 yard penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, here's the thing. Curtis, okay, I, mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. Curtis, you made a nice pull with that. So that snooper rooful shot out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You said Mandy. Mm-hmm. I, I did not guess that you would bring Mandy back into this. We do know she has a propensity for snooper roofling people. I'm, I'm always going to bring Mandy back into this. And clearly she, you know, is a, again, a highly skilled operative with an agenda. So obviously... Well, here's, here's the thing. If you think Mandy's out in the desert, do you think there are other people about to try to well, buy this virus out from under Jack? Here's, here's the funny thing. You say that, like, Mandy's with this team. I, I don't know that Mandy wasn't just sitting naked <laughs> in the desert and saw them land the plane. And, like, <laughs> I need to shoot somebody. Had nothing better to do. Yeah, right. I'm already here. She's, you need to get snooped. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> that she would be working with the Ukrainians. It also makes sense that she could be working with someone entirely different. Yeah. Right. Well, I, hey, haven't seen, I haven't seen Crazy Snipefish anywhere. That's true. And isn't Nina still alive? Nina is still alive and in the wind. We don't know where then, she is. Then no, like it. I don't know who this is. Also, the cabal is still a thing. Cabal. Um, do they say the cabal all went to jail? I thought they said they like broke it up and made arrests. Did did they? they oh only come got on! Jigsaw. Yeah, they arrested last like the I people f- like fourth on the food chain. They weren't. Didn't a- my man get on a boat in the last? Yeah, season I, don't, and get out? I don't know if they got Max. I can't remember if they got mm-hmm. Max or not. But and he uh, had a little bit of a mild European accent, didn't he? He did. Ger- German, so, I want to say. Maybe Ukrainian. Maybe Ukrainian. Hmm. It's. Guys, the Ukrainians are our enemies. Let's be honest here. Okay? We all we all know they're our biggest geopolitical threat. Um, so yeah, I I I would like to believe that it's it's Mandy or creepy snipefish. So you think um, there are other people out in the desert, not just Michael Amador? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or I don't know who Michael Amador is working for. The Ukrainians. But the Ukrainian yeah. government, or is it like a terrorist organization within the Ukrainian? Well, These no, are just Ukrainian scientists oil, who want to get U- paid. Ukrainian oil companies. Hunter Biden. That's the word. That's <laughs> it's just easy. It's just guys. Come on, let's just get where it, where it was. It's always been. It's always been Joe Biden. Yeah, this really is lining up pretty damn well. <laughs> you know what? On so on on the twenty four wiki, it does say fifteen million. It's it's fifty. Okay, the captions on man said fifty. If well, he only got fifty, he only asked for fifteen. That is the work. Like I feel like I would. I feel like. Like Mark Cuban will be masturbating on Shark Tank. You want to do what now? <laughs> well, so you the captions the captions said fifteen <laughs> right. for Jack, but they said fi- like Ramon one hundred percent said fifty. So again, I think it really speaks to Jack is just like I don't know money, and Ramon's like that's that can't be the asking price. I'll give I'll give my boy fifty. 
I, I can't if I, I if I, I go to Ramon and say this asshole wants fifteen million dollars, he'll he'll just shoot both of us. Yeah, I am offering you ninety eight point five percent of my company. <laughs> <laughs> What's your company, Tesla? What are you? You're a mole. You're definitely some kind of some kind of, some kind of secret agent. I make roller skates for turtles. Um, so <laughs> fuck God, no. <laughs> this is a our idea. Yeah, it is. Why are you giving me $985 million for it? This isn't me. Fuck you, man. Well, I need I a warehouse or something. I don't know. Like, uh, that marketing? I don't have a website, so I need Lori Grenier's marketing. Con- uh, QVC? Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. Came right now and said, hey, guys, I'm going to give you guys a billion dollars. And I want $15 million back from you for a freaking buddy. I'd be like, wait, what? Okay. What? Are we, are we coping Look, No one, no one said that Jack Bauer was a good businessman. I mean, it's not his. It's not his bailiwick. Yeah, but, sure. but man's man's understand terrorism. Who I believe mostly deal in legal activities and, and like you know, like selling diamonds and artwork to get things done. Yeah, but he's following my rule, which is don't get greedy. Um, you know. But Jack has gotten greedy. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's about like I mean, it's about looking like an actual deceptive person. You're talking about you. You're gonna betray the U.S. government, which means man's got to leave. And live somewhere that's not extraditionary for a Look, long time. He he figured you out he is a, he's a man of science. He is Jack mm-hmm. Bauer. He knows exactly <laughs> what? what his limit is for death, and he has calculated that he can purchase and inject fifteen million dollars worth of pure Mexican <laughs> so, heroin before so, he dies. And so that's so what, what he's t- going to do. What you're telling me is that Jack Bauer has less math and business skills than all of the crew of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I'm just saying he he doesn't because, want to because, take any because, more than he needs. Let's not let's not forget the same man who plays Ramon is the same dude who they stole money in Brazil and they got way more than fifteen million dollars from him. That's a great point. Jack I only about that. needs the fifteen million worth of horse. That's all he needs, and not a so, drop more. But Michael, the thing is too that what you have just posited is that Jack Bauer needs the fifteen million dollars to buy enough horse to kill him. Yeah, yeah. like he he knows he can't die unless he had unless he eats. Fifteen million dollars worth of heroin. Yeah, like that is the only dose that will kill Jack. Exactly. Bauer. He's calculated it. He knows he's died before, guys. He knows what it's like. I mean, he could just slap his nips into a car battery and just call it a day. Yeah. But what? what Where's the fun? What's in the that? fun in that when you could die with fifteen million dollars worth of pure Mexican heroin? You could be like Han Solo, who foresaw his own death nine years before in Tokyo. And managed to go and bang Gal Gadot and get more than fifteen million dollars while doing it from the same man's who got that money. I don't. I mean, just be better at it. That's, That's not all. great though, because then my killer becomes a good guy and gets a spinoff. So like, <laughs> I'm not interested. That's true. Shit. <laughs> but he still got a little bit of that Gadot action. He had to watch her die. That part sucks. But still, you know. And then again, did get murdered. <laughs> I saw part of that. I saw part of Tokyo Drift again the other day. Mm-hmm. And aside from. The I can't remember his name, but the the guy with the terrible like Kentucky accent, wherever the fuck he's supposed to be from. Lucas Black. Black. Yeah. yeah. Black. Aside from his terrible accent, that movie's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> oh, it's actually if, very if, good. If, if if you if you if you believe if you rank Tokyo Drift underneath Too Fast, Too Furious in that in, in that series, you should die in a fire. There's <laughs> There is nothing worse than Too Fast, Too Furious. I do have to say, Too Fast, Too Furious, I tried to go back. It is a bad movie. It's very bad. 
It's very bad. It is, and does not does not set up Tej Parker as some kind of tech genius in any way, shape, or form. No. And it's, can I say this? The bad guy <laughs> is a cut rate Josh Lucas, and that's saying something. <laughs> He's a dollar store Josh and, Lucas. Here's the sad part. Cole Hauser, who plays him, is a good actor. He's great. And they managed to make him, they named him Verone, tried to make him Spanish. He's obviously German. There's no- <laughs> <laughs> His name's Cole Hauser, for Christ's sake. They gave, they, gave, they gave him a bad tan and curly hair. It just, it was just bad. I will All say, though, was <laughs> fl- flying a car into a yacht was pretty good. For, like, for fast, like, too fast, too furious, like, second Fast and Furious franchise entry, like, flying a yacht into it, or a car into a yacht is pretty good. Like, the- the they they have obviously of, escalated very quickly. There were, there were three great parts of that movie. Devin Aoki, the yep. fact that they gave Tyrese Gibson the chance to say ejecto cedo <laughs> 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 and, and flying a car into a yacht. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of the movie was absolute trash. At one point, they called Brian Bullet, which they never <laughs> used that nickname again. Yeah, because they realized <laughs> it immediately. Like, oh, oh wait, no. that one didn't land? Uh, well, we, we put it on film, so <laughs> fuck. It's going to go in there. We had a contract that said that we would once have to call him Bullet just once. He also, now, don't forget, fell in love with the love interest in that movie, who was the love interest of the regular and never spoke to her again. <laughs> right back to his old girlfriend when he saw her. Yep. Like, oh, cool. She's here. Yep. Great. Bye. Yeah. Just no, none of it. None of it works. The only thing that's a part of that movie is the fact that Roman Pierce is just Roman Pierce. He's he, yeah, he's a crazy dude. Who talks I will about say shit. he is the only character in that movie franchise who stays true to his roots. Like all he Correct. does, he just gets richer and has nicer clothes, but he's still a ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Like he's still yeah. Roman Pierce. Everyone else is like just a superhero, and he's just like, no nah, man, I don't know. Just a simple yeah. dude who like used to drive monster trucks. Yeah, like, and now he's, I'm, like I'm rich. right. They all become super spies. He's just like, no, I'm loud. Like they're like, room, do what you do. All right, cool. yeah. Well, in this room, make make some. And rockets. he's not like he's not trying to pretend like he's trying to make the world a better place by doing this. He's just like, how much money are y'all giving me for this? Yeah, all right, I can do that. You're still paying. Okay, yeah, man. Nope. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's essentially like our crew is that way, right? If, if all of us, if one, if all of us decides to do something, we're like, yeah, I guess I'm in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for gonna sure. be really crazy. We're gonna do some super spy shit. I, I'm here, yeah, guys. Got, got Let's just do it. it. Fuck it. You know, I'm hanging you around. You have me at. I don't have to go to work shit, tomorrow. Right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the best crew in the world. I mean, it's not, bro. We're just friends, but <laughs> sure, we're just, we're just pretty good buds. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. That Shaw dude, he's he's kicking ass. That's let him do that. You yeah, guys, that's actually to... that Curtis. You did say something like we need a strong guy. <laughs> we do. <laughs> none need of a our friends guy. are. None of our friends are. Oh, we we got Barnes. That's true. I want to say we have we have a Hulk. Yeah, we, we do have we have a strong <laughs> <one>. <laughs> a strong one. <laughs> <laughs> I have an army. We have a we have we have a Barnes. So, so bye bye, bud. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not fight I'm not fighting Idris Elba. That's not happening. No. I did text you guys the other. I think I texted this to everybody. I don't. Maybe I didn't. But apparently, uh, my sister was watching Hobbs and Shaw with my uh, mom and dad. And uh, apparently, anytime Idris Elba did anything, my dad just went, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Which is fucking appropriate. Yeah. By the way, if 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 any of our if you don't if you didn't like Hobbs and Shaw, you didn't watch the trailers, and I don't like you <laughs> because they didn't give you anything they didn't tell you was going to happen. They gave me three explicit things that I did not know were going to happen, <laughs> and those were all three very good cameos. <laughs> right. What was there's thing they didn't say it was going to be intelligent film. They said, "Uh, it yourself is going to be Black Superman. The Rock's going to pull a helicopter with his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Statham's going to make some quippy lines." Yeah. And they gave it to you. 
So it's 100% right. You got the, you got all, the punch boy and the quip boy. <laughs> and the kick boy. Well, <laughs> quip boy was a kick boy also. He's a, he's a, yeah. he's a quip and kick. They, and they, they added in, out of nowhere, Kevin Hart. Hmm? You just got that. Mm-hmm. They just gave it to you. Yeah. You I know know, was coming. I, that was one of the cameos that I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to spoil. Just and in you case just did this, it now. This review it's, was. It's been, a, it's been a few months. That's fair. My guy. I mean, we gave him time. Yeah, and you know what? We took months off just so everyone would have time to see Hobbs and Shaw. This is the only reason we haven't done it because we wanted to talk about Hobbs and Shaw and we didn't want to ruin anything. And now we probably won't put out another episode until Fast Nine. So it reminds me of the guy, a guy from work, um, who the Friday after the Game of Thrones finale came on was like, "Hey guys, can you keep it down?" I'm like, "No, bud. No, you had, you had, you had five days, my dude. It's if a movie. I'll give you, I'll give you four weeks, but it's on HBO. Catch up." Also, it's not being it's the biggest TV event of the like, yeah. three years. So sorry, bud. <laughs> Eat my butt. Also, it's Hobbs and Shaw. It's not like we're ruining, you know, The Shining or something. That's fair. Yep. Well, uh, fellas, any big predictions for next week, which we're probably going to do tomorrow or two days from now? I mean, if it's going to happen the next couple of days, I mean, Claudia and Jack are going to fuck again. I'm just going to say it. It's just going to happen. Is Sherry it's Palmer gonna... coming back this season? God, I hope so. I, man, I hope so. It's what he needs. It's what we all need. I he uh, David needs her at he this does. point because now Anne's gone and he's like he's got Wayne, but he needs someone to balance out Wayne. God, can pa- you Sherry's imagine how much it, Wayne and Sherry hate each other? That's the <sighs> thing. I don't. You say balance out. I think Wayne ends up missing or dead, <laughs> and Sherry's just like, "Is something wrong, David? Can I help you?" And like Sherry, you definitely kill my brother. No. <laughs> No, no such David. thing happened. No, he walked and into that I, fire pit by himself, sweetheart. And if I did, I and only like, did it for you and your presidency. Yeah, and I just see Aaron, the Secret Service agent, being like, I don't know where she was, sir. <laughs> of course you didn't. God damn it. What? <laughs> she done David, it again. You, David, you have to understand. I would never. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, I guess she did. I guess you yeah. did. Well, um, yeah. I'll so, you, feel, you, guys feeling, you guys feeling good about this? You, you liking this season? I don't know where I'm going with this. Whatever. It's, it's, a it's, a, it's an interesting season. Um, I, it's weird that people ask Kim for advice still. There, so again, like they put this on her like that she was competent out of nowhere. Again, she's like, I'll do a topographical survey. And I know spy shit. Like, no, you don't. Fuck off. Uh, do you think we're in? We're, are we in the game finally? Because like, I think this is. I think this is half of the. This I think is the this game. is the. This is the first half of the game. So before we were just in the preseason. Yeah. Just setting everything up. I think the next two episodes are going to be the game. Hmm. Is it wrong that all I want right now is for them to show up at this safe house and for Ira Gaines to walk in the room? (laughs) No, that's not wrong. It's just all I want. That's not wrong at all, bud. Just just like the episode end. Hi, Jack. Oh, shit. There it is. There he did it. He's the boss. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to your stupid daughter, Jack. <laughs> but they are. <laughs> I know what you're doing, Jack. We're going to sell this. Your fire. daughter works at CTU? God, I met Yuck. her. She's an idiot. <laughs> that place is really gone to shit, huh, Jack? Um, yeah, I, Wait, think, there's, there's I think this is the first half. Our go- Wait, there's nepotism in our government involved in the Ukrainian thing? I don't understand what? what's happening, fellas. What's Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. It keeps... Okay, the, the clues keep piling up. Um, but yeah, I think the next two weeks are going to be, like, the first half of the... Like, really kicks off. And then, obviously, the cabal's back. Uh, and Hunter Biden comes out. Yeah, obviously. the final... The big bad. Obviously. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, this has been a great time, but I think we're running out of time. Uh, everyone, if you like this show, uh, we'll be back soon. We're going to try to get a couple of these in the can so we're not keeping you waiting for... 
months at a time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you like this show, we'll be back soon. Um, and if you like this one, you can also find our sister show, Trends in Low Places, which Michael and I uh, make fun goofs on dumb internet stories um, or mostly our childhoods and, I don't know, <laughs> Christianity. Um, yeah, Michael, how else can people help us out? Or Curtis, hey, hey, how do I go? I forget the order. It's been so long. This guy, just, Curtis. This how guy. else can people help us out? Well, yeah, I, come on, guys. If you, if you want to help us out, you go ahead and subscribe uh, to our show, Long Days of Our Lives, or our sister show, Friends in Low Places, on your podcast app choice, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher. However, you listen to Keep podcasts, going. Keep enjoy them. more, more Google Podcasts, uh, Google Google Podcasts, um, Tune. Are we on TuneIn? No, probably. Uh, Apple Music. Hey Google, Any, play trends. <laughs> anyways, don't don't tell Alexa or Google to play anything right now. It's, it's it, man. Um, anyway, you enjoy podcast. You did it. You done did it, Kush. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you podcast. Subscribe to us. When you do that, please uh, leave a review, um, like, and subscribe. That is how we move the charts and become eventually a podcast juggernaut, sponsored by Eggnog. It, it it's your really holiday is, friend. It really is how we become a podcast juggernaut. Not by putting out episodes. Really, the thing that's mm-hmm. really held us back nope. is the lack of reviews and ratings. Correct. It's really your fan. fault. It's, it's fan. It's fan <laughs> fault. It's, it's, it's not, not our, fault. our fault. We're doing everything no. we can here. We're, it's, we're it's trying all, our <laughs> trying our darndest. <laughs> no, it's all in the fan. It's all. It's all your fault, guys. So do better. All right, across the world, leave reviews. And Michael, your thing now. <laughs> Calm down. Damn it. Can I, can I do my spiel? Can I make a jokey joke for the fan? They've been waiting for a while. Coach. That's true. That's true. All right. Jesus Christ. It's 2.30 in the morning. Sorry. I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> I know. All right. Michael. Uh, yeah, you can help us help out. Help us on the old. Jesus Christ. None of you. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this show. I'm done. <laughs> well, you, can, uh, you can find us on Twitter at LDuelCast. L-D-O-O-L-Cast. Um... You can follow us there, and uh, you can see when we post new shows. And you can also follow us at TILPcast uh, for the trends in low places. Um, and, you know, retweet us and shit so your friends know that we're cool. And uh, you can also uh, email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com if you have any fan theories about uh, the show. If you have uh, any questions about... Uh, our very brief Twitter interaction with, uh, you know, George Mason himself. Uh, he's he's liked several of our posts, so I assume that means he just a tacit uh, approval of our show, right? That's what that means. Yeah, for sure. He has still not yet liked and subscribed. So Xander, that's on <laughs> you, bud. Pretty kind of hurt. It's actually at this point kind of getting a little hurtful. Mm-hmm. He owes us a like and a subscribe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, well, fellas, I think we're running out of time. Toodles. Fucking huh?